Hey there, I'm Kay Bess, and I play Persephone Brimstone in Agents of Mayhem. You're listening to the Horribly Awkward Podcast. You are. That was, that was kind of awkward. Hey guys, this is Kritzia Bajos, and I'm here with Sean on the Horribly Awkward Podcast. He's not that awkward. This is Michael Ray Bauer. I'm a 90s star, but basically I'm a star. And you're listening to the Horribly Awkward Podcast. And it's actually pretty horribly awkward. Hey, this is Hannah Tell, the voice of Max in Life is Strange. And you're listening to the Horribly Awkward Podcast. It's so awkward. Welcome to this nerdy, super nerdy, super ultra nerdy podcast all about games this week. I got Jeremy Panther. You guys might know him as ACG, as Carrick. You might know him as a video game reviewer, kicking ass on YouTube, giving you long ass, super long. They're so long that I don't even want to watch them. I'm just like, this guy's <laughs> reviews are so long, I don't want to watch them. Jeremy, what's up, man? Not much, man. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, they're not too long. Come on, man. They're like the, they're about the length of an episode of Stranger Things. <laughs> they're not uh, that long. <laughs> I have nothing to say to that. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, no joke, man. Uh, respect everything you're doing with video games. That's really cool. And Alyssa. Alyssa's back on the podcast. We're, yeah. the, we're doing the nerdy podcast thing, so she's here, obviously. Yeah, you got me. I'm the ultimate nerd. <laughs> ultimate. The ultimate nerd. Do you, do you take yeah. the top slot ultimate nerd? Sure, if, if you'll give it to me. I've got crowns. I'll put one on. I'll give it to you. Come over here right now. Okay, let's, let's, <laughs> meet, you're, let's, meet, <laughs> oh, God. let's meet the mics real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, guys. Game Chat, episode seven. We're going to talk a, uh, a lot of video games, and we go off on some tangents that are really great. So enjoy. Hey, Norma, give us a horribly awkward. 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 Sean, dude, you're horribly awkward. Sean, I know you think this is weird, but it's not as weird as you think it is, dude. Don't do that, it's awkward. <laughs> Let's roll into the podcast. Everybody, welcome to Horribly Awkward, episode 160, which is now officially the Game Chat, episode 7. This is for the nerds, the real nerds, the gamer nerds. Guys, we record these podcasts for you. And who else would I do this podcast than, uh, nonetheless, the lovely Alyssa White every week. Aww. Not every yeah. week. Every gaming week. I've every... only missed one. Only missed one. Oh, well, then you're slacking. Okay, so almost every gaming episode, I got Alyssa White. Alyssa White! Yeah! Okay. You hear my name all the time on here. <laughs> I do, Alyssa. What's going on? I haven't seen you in a month. Yeah, but you've talked to me. Every you know. time, and every time I say your name, the little blue rings rings up over here. You know the A word. Oh, uh, yeah. Listening. AI Uh-oh. likes to pretend to be me. Trying to yeah. steal my boyfriend. Uh, boyfriend? Oh, we're dating now. Awesome. Yeah, you told Hannah a long time ago. I know. I did tell Hannah Tell. <laughs> Before Hannah me. Hannah Tell made that official. <laughs> Everybody, uh, big shout out to the lovely Hannah Tell, voice of Max and Life is Strange. She's always awesome. Uh, and it might might be a guest soon. She has some new music, so I told her she always has the open door. So she's gonna come back, I think, soon. Very cool. Um, and who else on the podcast? I have an awesome guest. I've been looking forward to talking to this guy. It's been two years since the last time he's been on the podcast. Almost two years. Uh, we nerded out. We got we went deep. 
It was an awesome fucking podcast. You guys might know him from the AC, ACG uh, YouTube channel doing uh, game reviews. You might know him as Carrick. You might know him as Angry Century Gamer. Angry, Angry yes. Centaur Gamer. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I've only changed the name like three times. There's uh, not a problem with stuttering over it. Uh, <laughs> you got, you got to ask me prior. I'm so bad at this. Uh, let me tell you what, though. His mission is to bring you reviews that are not two minutes long and not full with, filled with sponsor bullshit. Everybody exactly. welcome Jeremy Pinter! Thank you. I've been wanting to meet you for such a long time, and I've told Sean several times that, Yay! so I'm super excited. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it was two years. That's for sure. It feels like it was like three months ago, if you ask me. I'd be, ah, I don't know, three, six months. I was not aware it was two years. I know, That's yeah, crazy. you were trying to get me on your podcast back then. You do it usually norm- normally on Fridays pretty early. And, yeah. Uh, and I, I was working nights then, so I was like, there's no way in hell I can I could do a 10 a.m. podcast. And now I'm oh, are you days. not now? Now oh. I'm on days, but every once in a while I do have Fridays off, but it's it's very like wishy-washy. I never sure. I'm doing floors now during the day, so uh, it's like, Every once in a while, there's a Friday off. So, oh, gotcha. Yeah. So how you doing, Jeremy? Absolutely excellent, man, as always. Still grinding away on game reviews. There's always a game to review. Everybody's talking about the drought recently. They're like, oh, there's a drought of games. I'm like, bitch, please. There's fucking so many games. You just aren't looking in the right place, man. We got we had a yeah. group of guys together and they were all and, and girls too, but we were all sitting around and they were like, "Yeah, man, there's nothing nothing coming out." And I'm like, "You're looking at the wrong list of games. This is like a, an amazing time to play games right now when there isn't that huge title coming out. Yeah, you can jump on like an Oxen yeah. Free, you know, which is like one of my favorite games. So th- that's the only way I found Oxen Free was, uh, you know, a, a slightly dead time. It's like oh, this same is here, a, same here. Yeah, amazing one of the game. greatest. Yeah, one of the greatest games I think I've ever played. And uh, to like to say that there's a drought right now is really not understanding gaming. There is there is a shit ton of stuff out there to get. So it's been it's been really cool. Been busy. Yeah, I got I got to say like when when there's this is like the perfect time for me to go back. Like I bought uh, and I was listening to your podcast recently. And one of the guys was talking about South Park. Um, yeah, the stick of truth, butthole. Or oh, was, was bubble, stick of, yeah. yeah, one of them. But I got the Stick of Truth. I bought it on day one, and I never played it. I never buy games full price unless I know I'm going to play them right away. And I just never right. have. And, and then things came up, and it's one of those things that have been staring at me. It's right there. It's in my it's in my pins on Xbox, and I just haven't launched it ever. <laughs> I need to um, play that again because I got stuck in the part. You probably know um, Jeremy. Uh, you're in the is it the strip club and you're doing the battle and the big uh, hooker comes and she can kill you in one hit. I got stuck on that and I got frustrated and gave up and I haven't gone back to it since. So I yeah, need to. I love that our story in the video game involves a strip club and a giant hooker. Like that's when you know games have evolved. When you're all, what did they teach you? I don't know, but there was a giant hooker that beat my ass in a strip club. And you're like, all right, all right, that's good. That's gaming right there in a nutshell. It's yeah. a perfect description. Like she just jumps up in the air and like sits on you and you're dead. Wow. Yeah, good game. You need to play it, Sean. It's, yeah, the, it, I played I, the first one. Don't you have Don't you have a battle on a bed while, while your parents are having sex or something? Uh, it's on like a cabinet in the first yeah, one. It's, yeah, it's in the, that's in the first one. Um. One of the things about those games that still surprised me is how they easily turn the tropes of like elemental bat- battle on its head. So instead of fire and ice spells, it's like vomit and farts. Yeah. And it sounds like such a dumb, well, it's South Park, so it is a dumb idea. 
but they handled it so masterful, like just like masters. I remember when I was playing it, just going, why has nobody thought of this before? Because everything involves the elements in almost every game, right? It's, oh, you've got your fire spell, which we'll call pyro, so you don't know it's fire. But you do, because fucking everybody does. And then those guys are all, yeah, we're we're going to have, like, you know, puking as one of our, you know, or sickness as one of our major, major spell types. That game is phenomenal, man. From it, not only just the humor that it delivers, but the gameplay mechanics that it sort of twists. And I've talked to other developers who are like, that gave us ideas. We realized we didn't have to do the same four fucking things. Yeah, like, we, like totally. they, so, yeah. And it took rebels from the cartoon world to come over and say, dude, you can do that. Like, it's totally fine. And uh, yeah, very fun. You're missing out, bro. You need to, you need to play that. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. I need to, I need to. Right now, there's nothing really huge that I'm, I'm sucked in on, really. I just got done playing a... We'll get into some video games in a sec. So, um, before we get started, man, Jeremy, I just got to say, dude, I always appreciate your, your reviews. That, you know, you come from a humble standpoint where, like, I, I can trust your reviews. And the, the, the way you go about it, how you give out codes for the games you play and shit, dude, that's, you know, you know got to commend you for that. That's pretty Thank awesome. Thank you. A lot Thank of people you. might really not know awesome. that. So, I, gotta, I just want people to know that. Not everyone. Yeah, I, not everyone sponsored or feels like. Wait, okay. Here's a question I have for you. Do you ever like put out a review that you really a game? Let's say you got some bad shit to say about it because it just didn't work out. Have you ever lost any sort of uh, support from anybody? You don't have to mention anything if you have mentioned any names. But have you ever lost the supports for pre, like future codes or anything? Yeah, yeah. Um, so. I don't really worry about it because I think most companies are actually open to that. In fact, if you talk to the like if you talk to the code giver, usually they're not even connected to that. The code giver is like a PR person, right? So they're like they look at your channel, they do all this stuff. But yeah, EA for sure. Cuz EA I absolutely hammered the shit out of a couple of their games. Um uh NBA 2K, the 2K series, I also hammered their games. NBA 2K was ridiculous. The game had a microtransaction to make your beard and your fucking hair match. You couldn't even you couldn't even match them oh, yeah. without buying. Oh. Yeah, and I'm playing it just going like, what the fuck is this? And I'm not even against 100% microtransactions depending on the price of the game when it comes out. There's there's tiers for everything that you can make really work for a consumer. And free games are the way some of us, if we don't have a lot of money, free games with some microtransactions on the side might be the only way we get to play a game. Absolutely. You know, we may not and I'm Absolutely for that, but that was that was egregious. That's where you're playing it, and you're all. I wanted to headbutt the controller because I was so mad. I was just, and I tore into it. I tore into some UFC games. Um, they won't, yeah, they won't talk to me. But I, I think overall, one of the myths that's out there, Sean, is that people will say, "Oh, they only want a good review or whatever." Dude, look at my Ubisoft. I am not necessarily the biggest Ubisoft fan, and. I've most of their big titles have not resonated with me. Odyssey did, Origins didn't, Far Cry Five didn't, a couple others. They're big titles, and they're like, no lie, they'll be all, yeah, I saw your Odyssey review, or I saw your Origins review, which I didn't love the game, and they'll be like, here's a here's a code for the next game, like they just talk right over, they just they just move on, as long as you're honest. If you just do bullshit or you're like an entertainment channel and you're just hammering on the game, then I have a feeling a, a company might be like, eh, you know, because that's not really a true reflection of the game. Yeah, true. Man. You know? You're very honest with your yeah. reviews. You, you spend you spend anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes, you know, talking yeah, about games. Yeah, covering a game. You, get, go into real, you really go into depth. So, you know, I got to 
for one, man, I don't have the the span to talk about one thing for that long, so that's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I most gotcha. people they don't go into you know audio quality or the graphics or anything like that. They just kind of talk about the game and how they experience it. If they had a good time with it, and that's it. But I like that you go into all those different aspects along with gameplay and your enjoyment or your not enjoyment. <laughs> that was a fun, great word. Fun factor is what I call yeah. it. Fun factory, yeah. I like that you have all these elements. Doesn't it piss you guys off, though? Like, that's why I started doing reviews, because people were like, I bought the OST for Final Fantasy, and I'm all, great. So how was the music in the game? I don't know. It was good, but the the OST's good. I'm like, dude, that makes no fucking sense at all. So we're sitting here, we're in a community that was buying OSTs, buying official soundtracks, all the shit. No one was covering audio in games. No one. They weren't even covering, they would buy a gun, Get you'd see a gun review from a big, or a game review from a big, uh, like, company, and it would be a, a game with a bunch of guns, or a game with a lot of sound effects, and they wouldn't even cover the sound. And that's actually one of the major reasons I got into games, is because there literally nobody was covering it. They weren't covering voice actors, at all. There were games based completely on voice prior to me getting into reviews, and they were like, game's fun, you hit A. Blah, 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 done. And I'm like, what the? <laughs> it's, it's that. And that's why, that's why I ended up following Sean was because he was doing voice actor stuff. And it's like, thank God somebody. And I'm not, I'm not talking about the frilly stuff, but more like, yeah. what's it like? I got to have Dave, uh, David Bateson, Hitman, come on my channel oh, and cool. sit down and, and talk to him and find out he's a surfer. Like this older gentleman, very, just very prim and proper. He gets off the podcast. We're talking. We had a great time. And and that's the stuff I love is finding the I like to find composers, find out how they made it, because isn't it? Don't you guys find it weird that we celebrate that shit? But then nobody I mean, almost no review covers that still. It's that's oh, another yeah. thing I've been surprised at is people haven't picked up on it. They haven't like jumped. And even though we all talk about it, look at OSTs, look at premium editions. Almost all the premium editions are like, and here's a you know, six CD OST as well in the premium edition, but nobody reviews it. It's it's very odd to me. Yeah, sound can sound really can make a game when you're playing God of War and he throws his axe, and if you have, mm-hmm. surround, oh, I have yeah. a five point one surround sound um, sound bar and I have rear speakers, so when he throws it, that sound when it's like, and you just catch it, you can hear it over over your shoulder, and like, dude, it really gets you into the game. When you yeah. play battle, when you play Battlefield online, you're playing with surround sound speakers, and explosions are happening behind you. You like it, it, it really pulls you into the game, and you're no longer playing a game. Like you're in there, man. It just immerses you. I, I love that shit. And voice acting, voice acting can make or break a game. You have the. You can <laughs> yeah. some fuck. I mean, when we th- when I think about The Last of Us, like it's one of my favorite games ever. But it's because of the 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 characters and the voices and how they came to life. Mm-hmm. If they were, if they were. If they're a weaker, 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 okay, if the, if the voice acting wasn't as good, it wouldn't have been so immersive as a story to me. Yeah, yeah that's very true. Do you guys have any favorites? Uh, so uh, y- you've got that one. Um, Alyssa, do you have any favorites? Like voices, uh, like voices in games? Of course, I love Nolan North and Troy Baker, but Sissy Jones, I adore her in person as well. Um, K-Bess. Uh, I'm trying... They're all leaving my head now. Well, what about games? Is there any game that you're ignoring the actor themselves, but any games where you're like, that worked for me? Oh, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Hale in the Mass Effect original trilogy. Phenomenal. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. 
Just Mass right. Effect in general. When you you have surround yeah. sound, you're hearing those spacey sounds when you're in the Normandy, and it just it just it works. Without that stuff, it'd be a flat game. Yeah, and um, Hall did a good job. I think one of the cool things in the soundtrack is, um, he, you know, he obviously tried to get some 1970s Flash Gordon, one of my favorite movies of all time. He tried to get like a Flash Gordon effect in there with the music, that really synth heavy, you know, very soothing synth, like the galaxy map in, in Mass Effect. We actually were in my Discord having like a two hour discussion about it today. For whatever reason, it's weird we're talking about it now because we were in my Discord and somebody was like, Mass Effect's menu screen is the best music I've ever heard. And I have it on my YouTube. I have an actual link where I click it and I'll just sit there and zone out. Just be like, do, 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 do. It's such a simple theme, but that shit will stick with you for years. In fact, I can still hum like Fantasy Star from the original Sega Master System, the dungeon music, because it sticks with you. And uh, I, I hope we see gamers, or not gamers, but I hope we see people who cover this stuff cover it more. It's one of the reasons why it's so awesome to see voice actors and uh, composers on Twitter, even though Twitter's got its own issues. But it's so awesome. I got to have Austin Wintory on the channel. Uh, Elijah oh, Chick, uh, who did season. Dead Rising 4, he came on the channel. And then we had a big composer group where they all came on the channel and worked together. And hearing them talk about how they created music, you guys should see... It, 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 it not a pimp for my video. Go find it somewhere else or whatever. But because <laughs> he probably does it. But I had Austin on my channel and to talk about talent, dude, have you, I don't know if you guys have been around somebody who's got that talent where you're like, fuck it. I'm quitting because this guy's so much better than me. I might as well just like not do anything with my life. I'm just going to collect cans on the side of the road. Austin got into the video and he's like, here is every movie by, um, uh, Goldsmith, or who, who, here's every how every song starts in a Michael Bay movie, and he just sits at the keyboard and he just starts playing in the middle of our podcast, and he's like, "Here's how I do it," and he fucking adjusts it completely, and I'm just sitting there going, "All right, why am I here? <laughs> why doesn't the dude just record fucking an entire track in my podcast?" He was that good, nice. like that's how much talent they ha talent they have, and I I celebrate it every day that like they have a place like Twitter or YouTube where you can see them do that shit. It's so awesome, and your channel having all those voice actors, man, it's fucking it's bravo to you because I don't think anybody does that. By the way, I at least I haven't seen somebody have the consistent uh like visitors that you have and guests that you have. Yeah, I find people I really like, and I like to just hang out, have a have a real conversation. I don't like to do interviews. I don't want. I mean, I'll ask a couple of questions, but I just want to bullshit. I want to find. Yeah. I want to find out yeah. what makes them tick. Yeah, Alyssa's done do it. it too. She had a a YouTube yeah. channel, and she's she's had some some uh, some guests on hers, and it's just like she she hangs out. But she does it live. She has people asking questions, but uh, well, I'll, I'll have to figure something else out now since they're shutting down Hangout. But I want to keep it going. Well, Discord does the same thing Hangouts does. Yeah. So yeah, you should look into it. Um, yeah, it's very cool. Any of that kind of stuff, I, I'm re I really celebrate you guys are doing that kind of thing because yeah, it, it's awesome that. to have them have a voice. Yeah, have a voice. Yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> awesome that voice actors have a voice. <laughs> <laughs> they got the best voice of all, right? Yeah. Yeah, got, and they I, don't get acknowledged for it. So yeah, mm -hmm. but music really, really like when I think about back about certain media the music is what i remember drastic park for sure their theme song oh you know, it's dude. like mm -hmm. that gives yeah. me chills every movie they play it in some sort and i get chills yep. uh when i mean i remember just you know leaving uh the first tomb raider reboot just leaving it at the intro scene there's like it's got this music in the background it just sets the mood for me perfectly man it's um 
Battlefield 1, if you ever leave that at the menu screen, like in between a match and in a menu screen, there's a song that plays, and it really, I don't know, man, it gives me the chills. It's so good. Yeah, um, that far, I, I didn't like the game that much. It had a lot of technical issues, but Far Cry 5, have you guys ever seen the TV show Justified? No, but I've been meaning to. Okay, so Justified has like a little bit of a, somebody's going to get mad at me because I'm going to use the wrong genre, but I'm not a big believer in separating everything into its own special genre so you can pretend like you're unique. I'll just call it like, uh, it's something almost like bluegrass, like it's definitely Kentucky-based kind of stuff, and it's Far Cry 5's menu. I literally played it, I I turned the game on, I turned around, and the music started, and like three of us were, I was reviewing the game, but I had friends over, because a lot of times we'll like bounce off each other when I'm playing, and I was like, what the, is that music? Like, it's, there's, it's almost like Dragon's Dogma, the original, when it started with the rock and roll, I don't know if anybody remembers that, but the starting of Dragon's Dogma starts out very, like, with symphonic, and then goes to a fucking hard rock song. And your brain is like, what's happening right now? And that's exactly what I did with Far Cry 5, to the point to where I sat in front of that menu for probably an hour combined throughout the entire review, just listening, just going like, that's just going to be with me forever. Like, forever. More than the game will ever be with me. You know, that that music will stick. I mean, it's so awesome to see that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. So, guys, let's talk about some games. Let's go. Alyssa, we'll start with you. What have you been, what have you been playing lately? I just finished Days Gone, which, you know, but I started it when it came out, and then I went to California and was unable to play it for a month, so Sean finished it, I saw the ending, got spoiled, but I came back home and finished playing it anyway, and for the most part, I enjoyed it, it's got some flaws, it's way too long, it's a little but too I enjoyed long, it. but the story is great, though, right? I really, yeah, I really it is, like the story. Especially in the second half, and I was noticing when I was getting trophies, like, they say, rear trophy, ultra rare i'm like people are just giving up at the halfway point or yeah right but it's it gets so good in the second part and i think sam Witwer and courtney draper were both really good in this both with motion capture and with their voice acting but it did get a little annoying though because at the end there's like four horde battles basically back to back i'm like dear lord stop throwing hordes at me yeah the hordes were ins- were insane, right? I remember yeah. dying and dying and dying. I really liked Days Gone. I thought it just didn't know what genre it wanted to be. Like it kind of felt like they could have made a linear experience, made it more of like a Last of Us smaller experience, and what it would have worked. But then they're like, well, we want to make a big world to keep people attached to this game for longer, and they just you know padded it down. But if you just condensed the story, I liked most of it yeah. a lot. And I saw so many people complain that Deacon was an asshole, but you have to play the game to figure out why he acts the way he acts and to see him progress as a human. Mm-hmm. So many people just played in or like, oh, I don't like him and quit. Yeah. I know, uh, uh, Jeremy, you, you reviewed this game. What did you think of it? Uh, I, I did not like it as much as most. I played it prior to the 85 patches they've patched. And all, <laughs> oh, yeah. All, I, I got to say, I got to say hats off to those guys. Um, you know, that shit happens and we, no one will ever know what happens, what happened behind the scenes. We do know that there was a huge, uh, budget cut. One of the reasons why we know that is they accidentally left in a couple choices where they had removed them everywhere. I don't know if you guys saw this. There were the occasional people you could save and choose what camp to send them to. Yeah. And it would give you this no, one of the, my favorite, um, 
uh, like lines from a TV show is a Steven Spielberg show where a person says, um, what choice do you make when every choice hurts? Like, and that's what you had. You were like, you could send them to this one camp, which is slavery, basically, or you could send them to the other camp, which isn't necessarily as bad, but it's militant and people are dying more often. And you had this cool, oh shit, I don't know where to send this person. But there was only a couple times where that happened. And, and, um, they've been pretty open that they cut a bunch of stuff. In fact, you would see cut scenes that were really weird. There was no, uh, fade. It would go pop, pop. And what they were doing was they were actually leaving in parts of the game. They were cutting out. They were just quickly cutting it. They were like programming in a script saying, cut this right here. So there was a lot of jankiness in that game. Um, also I loved that with Deacon one moment, he's seething. He's like behind a rock. Like what the fuck? He's like a gamer that loses right at the end. Right. He's like, Open the fucking rah, rah. and then two seconds later, he's like, it's cool. And you're all, what is going on with this guy? I found that it, I was one of the few reviewers that reviewed it and said when it came out like day one, I was like, I was sort of intrigued by that. I actually became more intrigued by that game the farther I played it in the story. Almost everybody else I know, like just like Alyssa said, died out halfway through. You saw that a lot of reviewers were like, I sort of died out. I sort of you know lost interest, whatever. I actually gained interest because I couldn't tell what was happening. And to me, we talked about it with music. When you throw a little loop in there, that causes me to get excited. I don't, I don't care if you don't, if it's good, but they did something like that where I was, I honestly thought he was nuts, like legit nuts. As in, was this world not real? Like at the end, was he going to be in a mall and be a mall shooter? And I know that's a, I know that's a weird thing to discuss in current, you know, today's current climate. But the reason why I bring that up is because if you track the way he reacts, it's very weird. (laughs) <laughs> and it, it was, it, I loved that. It was this mystery of this guy who was like one second this way, one second this way. The only thing I didn't like was the, uh, what's his name? The, uh, fucking baseball hat wearing no, or maybe wearing a beanie, uh, but jackass. Schizo? Yeah. They're, they hate each other, right? He's, he's like, fucking blah, blah, blah. And then like a, around, I can't remember about three fourths of the way through the game. It's does that thing that I hate in games where it's like, all right, dude, we're friends. High five or not, not necessarily like that, yeah. but it's, it's got that moment where you're just like, dude, seriously, you like too fast. Yeah. Shit takes mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. And I've got best friends who I did not like. I mean, fist fight did not like when we first met. And then over time you grow up and you're all, all right, now I get you. And we're great friends now. Uh, that I found weird, but overall, man, there was a lot to like, but a lot of technical stuff. Uh, I would say of all Sony's, third party, sorry, first party, third person ga- uh, games. This was by far the jankiest. Oh, it yeah. Was, yeah, I agree. It, let's be honest. It was a jank level Microsoft wished State of Decay had been at. But, <laughs> it, and I like State of Decay too, despite the jank, but um, it was noticeable. Yeah. It I was mean, I played it after you. I mean, I played it after launch and uh, there, there'd be stuff floating around. There was a lot, there was a lot of jank. I do think the game was, could have, could have been a little shorter. Uh, I remember this is like GameStop's plead, like, get by your game here and we give you 40, you know, we guarantee you'll like it or you can return for full money back or whatever it was GameStop was doing. Yeah. Is they, they had a lot of, uh, tr- I guess they had a lot of trust in the title as well. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people returned it after, <laughs> after 48 hours. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys. Did you guys notice this? I had a lot of people who, especially, you know, you get those guys who are like, I've played 30 minutes and I'm going to argue your review that took you 60 hours. And so I had people Mm -hmm. saying, it's great. And I'm all, dude, give it about four hours. Come back to me. 
and tell me. And a lot of people were all, they didn't have any bugs in the first hour or whatever. And then suddenly they were driving and no ground textures would load in yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And they'd be all, oh, okay. Or, or the FPS issues where some people were getting horrendous ones. And strangely enough, that game never gave me an FPS issue when the hordes were there. It would give them in the middle of the desert with a rock. There'd be a rock. It, the one time you would never expect it to drop frames. There'd be a rock, and it would go to like 25 frames per second. You're all, what is happening with this title? <laughs> and then you go to a horde. There's 60, 100, 300 guys on screen. Rock solid. It was so weird, man. It was such a weird experience to play through. Yeah, I was getting it a lot. with When you're on the motorcycle, just anywhere, it just, like, it just chug and chug, and you're chugging. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I know it's yeah. going to clear in a sec. And the further I got, like, you go from one area to the next area in the game, and the second area was worse for me. Yeah, I was like, yeah, Fuck. me too. But I, I, I kind of looked over that shit, and I actually, I enjoyed yeah. it in the end. Like, I, I didn't hate it, but uh, I would, I would not say it was like a top game of the year at all. <laughs> yeah. No. So, what'd you think, Alyssa, at the end? I liked it. I'd probably give it like a seven point five out of ten. I mean, I had fun with it. It's not mind blowing or anything, but I mean, the, especially the second half when it amps up, it's just. It started to get more compelling, but some of it was a little too samey, like having to go and burn all the freaker nests. Yeah. All that, doing that over and over and over again was a little bit repetitive, but overall, I enjoyed it. It's not up there with Last of Us or Horizon or God of War or anything, but it's a decent title. Yeah, and it was, it was like, you go to an area, it's like, burn these nests, and you look everywhere for the shit to put together to fucking, you know, get them all topped together and burn it, and you couldn't find it, so you'd, like, go cruising around looking for shit. Oh, that, that stuff would, would get me mad. You know, you'd feel like it would be, like, more stuff would be right there. Or you just yeah. be driving, and you get thrown off your bike, your bike gets smashed, and like, there was a wire you didn't see, you know, the enemy yeah. set up a wire, like, what the fuck? Ah, yeah, I always hate the snipers crazy. too. Like when you're just like driving along, and all of a sudden you get sniped. You're like, "What?" I and, and I love Deacon. He'd go in my game at least. I'd be driving full balls, man, just yeah. like pounding down a road, and he'd be all sniper, boom. And it's just like there was no. <laughs> it was it was like, why did he say it? You should have just been like, I was shot by a sniper. But instead, he like he sees him and he gets shot. As he's talking, it's just like, and then they're way far away too. So a lot of times you see the little red dot and the, yeah. the line. Yeah. And sometimes you don't because like maybe there's rocks to your right and you go into that gap and that dude just waylays you instantly. And it's just like you fly off your bike. You're all, what the happened here? <laughs> you know, there's a, um, which in the end can also be fun depending on how often it happens, of course. Well, apparently in this game, he they need Deacon to constantly tell everybody what he's doing. You know, when he's walking yeah. around, he's talking to himself. When he's getting shot, he's saying, I'm getting sniped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. There was one other thing I noticed in this game. For some reason, when I would be riding the bike, out of nowhere, there'd be no freakers around, no human enemies. He'd just be riding. All of a sudden, he'd be like, come on, you bitch. I'm like, yeah. what? Yep. Yep. Who are you talking to? Are you talking to me? Like, who are you calling a bitch? That's, Are you calling your bike a bitch? That's why I, I thought he was it. insane, Alyssa. That's why I <laughs> thought he was insane. Because that happened so often, I thought he was in a real world, but he was seeing zombies. Like, that's legit what I thought. For the first half, I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Like, is he in a war zone, maybe? Because we've seen that before with, uh, what's the war game where you find out you're having um, visions the entire time? Um, oh, very um, Spec Ops. Was it Spec, Spec Ops? Spec Ops the line. Yeah. 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 So this is not unheard of to have been done so i was under the impression that there was a very good possibility 
that's what was going to happen. And uh, it's unfortunate it didn't. <laughs> it would have been very cool. Awkward pick of the week, Spec Ops: The Line. Not a, not a lot of people talked about that movie, but it was, was kind of special. Great yeah. game. Yeah, good yeah. game. What about you, Jeremy? What are you playing right now? Uh, I finished up a Judgment and Sinking City, and so I've been doing. I just took. A lot of people will be like, man, he reviews a lot of games. But what I really do is if I get games, I review them in a line with no days off. And then the moment I have days off, I just take those in a row. So I have these weird like I've like 14 days on seven days off and then maybe 21 days on two days. It just depends. And uh, so right now there's not a lot of games that people are like sending codes for or asking for coverage. So I'm playing smaller games or old games, Arma. I'm a huge fan of Armed Assault. I'm a huge fan of Operation Flashpoint when it first came out. Really military shooters. One shot, one kill, usually. Maybe two. And uh, we got a big Discord group together yesterday. We're doing it again today. Um, I love those military shooters like that. I like any kind of shooter, um, as long as there's something unique about it. So I've been doing those. Oxenfree I'm playing through again. And Skyrim on the Switch. I've been going back to the Switch. Uh, I think Skyrim on the Switch is my favorite version, even though I mod the hell out of the PC version. Being able to play... Like when you're laying down, play Skyrim. That's a fairly solid port. Yeah, yeah. Is is unbelievable. I mean, that game is when you're playing it, you're like, dude, I'm playing Skyrim on the Switch. Like, when did we think that tech was ever gonna yeah, happen? Yeah, never. That's like the dream, never right? just to bring yeah. it somewhere and, and and play it fairly stable. You know. <laughs> yeah, and then I play some NDA games. Um, some early early ones like i'm on a couple beta test lists and stuff like that so i've been doing those unfortunately i can't mention names um but those those are always fun to get into because you see them you, you see how the sausage is made you sort of see them way 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 before anybody else you know when like placeholder arts in place and is stuff that really I love you? or no no oh, you like no it. no it excites the fuck out of me see one of the things about games is once they start getting past that point i go on media blackout almost completely so a lot i don't i don't get hyped up or down for games a lot of people will get mad at me because they'll be all are you hyped for this game and it'll be like the B spider-man or whatever i'll be like, no not really i just because i think if i did i might carry that into a review yeah. so i try to yeah. it, you know whether it's a week or two weeks i try to step away and then like go into it flat um so no, it doesn't ruin it. I love that stuff because it also, I think, informs gamers. A lot of gamers will talk about like downgrades or upgrades, but they don't know that programming, that's the way it actually works. Like a programmer will think something will be possible with their tech, and then they'll get halfway through and go, uh-oh, we can't display this many enemies. But if they showed it at a, an event, people will expect that many. Like that kind of stuff, the tech behind it. So I love to see these and sort of see how it's made, hear the developers talk. I love that. I'm because I'm a big tech head, so I love yeah, to sit down sure. and like awesome. and understand that stuff about games. I definitely want to hear about uh, Judgment. I have it. Alyssa has it as well. We, neither of us have played it, so so good. So is good. It? Really, I've never played it. Wait, wait, what is it coming from? What's it? What's the series? Yakuza. It's the Yakuza. Yeah, but yeah. it's um. I'm a big fan of Kwame too. A big fan of Zero. Not as much of Six. Judgment's better. I never played Judge any of them. So yeah, Judgment is it's the cop side of Yakuza basically, and uh, I hope more games do this. I don't know how you do it, but imagine being, you know, the enemy of Spider Man or something, and and playing that. You know, like that's what you're doing is you you're basically a, a private investigator, ex lawyer, and the Yakuza side is over here, and that shit's happening, and you're trying to solve crimes over here. It's would you? I mean, and there's to, a, a uh, lot of problems. But. Would you compare it? To Compared to like Sleeping Dogs, because I really like that game. No, no, I mean yes, because because Sleeping Dogs is compared to Yakuza already. Oh, so okay. yeah, so yes, in that manner. Um, but there's no like you don't like whip out a gun, 
in Yaku- or in Judgment or Yakuza, it's more about uh, 3D battler. So when mm-hmm. you do get in fights, it like turns into a arcade. It's very arcade reminiscent when you were younger, going to an arcade and playing like a beat 'em up, a 3D beat 'em up. So that's and then it goes to those. But dude, there's nothing. They their humor is is spot on. You'll pick a dude up and throw him crotch first at a light pole, and I don't know why, but that shit will crack me up the 800th time I do it. I, it's <laughs> yeah. just. It's like nobody does that. Why would you do that? Because it's funny. And the game has no problem. Yakuza's and Judgment have no problem doing that. And then Judgment adds on some investigation and a a little bit more of a serious tone. And uh, is huge, by the way. Massive. If you were going to 100% that game, dude, that game, I would say you'll probably see time to beat on that game being longer than any of the Yakuza games. Or very close to longer. It's this, insane. This one's uh this one's English dubbed as well. Like Yakuza yeah. yes. was not, right? Right. Yeah, right. See, that's Yakuza where that's where it kind of pulled me away from that. But English dub, I can I could totally do that. Yeah, I'm one of the few, I guess I'm like you. I uh since I don't understand Japanese, a lot of people get mad at me and they'll be like, You you played it with the American uh, you know, dubs, and I'm like, dude, I don't understand Japanese. For all I know, it could be they it completely fucked up. Um, like I I, j- I, I can read the story, but I don't know the emotion is it being you know imparted at the right times that stuff so the idea of having an english dub which is not bad by the way uh was was really cool definitely fun to play it that way that's awesome you haven't started it Alyssa, have you no but i want to yeah now now he, now jeremy has me thinking this might be the game i want to start yeah the it's cool good thing like about the yakuza series at least i've, I've only played zero but i swear i spent two hours in that game just playing a claw machine picking up like plushies and winning them, but you get to do that. You can do karaoke. Well, in the Yakuza games, you can do karaoke. I don't believe it's in Judgment, right? They removed it from Judgment because the lead, uh, one of the guys, was a music star over there, and they were worried about like licenses okay. and costs and stuff. So they did remove it. Yeah. And I know, like in Zero, they had a baseball mini game yep. and all this kind of stuff that it'll just distract you from the main storyline. There's side missions that are weird and funny and. Yeah, I'm excited to play Judgment. Yeah, I need to play more Yakuza too. Yeah, I, I'm really thinking this this should be the game I play then. Because I you know, it's one of those games that I don't really play that style of game at all. So it would feel like a fresh experience. And we don't get a lot of that in games anymore. That I think you would feel. like this one too, Sean, because Judgment, while I like them, uh, the Yakuza games are always a little bit too comedic at times. This character is smarter than the main character in Yakuza. Uh, a lot of the humors on the Yakuza games are sort of based on the reaction of your character being sort of not necessarily super intelligent, but he's a, he's a good fighter. He can figure things out, but a lot of it'll flash to him going, and that's the humor. And in judgment, this character's, uh, is, is, is a bit more intelligent and those investigation missions, they're not great. I'm not going to lie. They're not like, you're not like fucking putting, you know, really in-depth puzzles together. But the idea of going to an investigation area, getting all the clues, and then when you talk to somebody, they'll ask you a question, and you look through your hints, and you identify which hint you think will prove them wrong, or right, or get more info. It was just a cool break. There's That's the thing about those games, is, is like Alyssa was saying, you know, you have the mini games, but now you not only have the mini games as well, but you also have this investigation side stuff you can do. And it just makes it feel even more full. It's not an open world game, it's an open town game. I mean, that's really what it is. And they've done such an amazing job making the town feel like this place people actually exist in. It's just so cool. 
That's awesome. Yeah, that that's, that sounds that sounds actually way cooler than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> you sound pretty high on it. What did you rate it on your uh, channel? Oh, bye. Yeah. Oh, definitely bye, for sure. Yeah. 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 There was a couple <laughs> issues. Um, the investigation wasn't great. The pho- photography um, missions are sort of trash. Stealth is sort of trash. Um, but they don't. One of the cool things about Yakuza, its strength and its weaknesses that there are those other things to do. So when you do a quest you don't like or a type mission type you don't like, you know you're not going to be bogged down and doing 800 of them. You can always switch off and go ride a motorbike in a virtual, you know, in a video game arcade for a while or do something on the side. And I think that breaks up the monotony. Yeah, that's awesome. Definitely helps. That that sounds really fun, dude, actually. Yeah, way way cooler than I thought when Alyssa's like, "Hey, I bought Judgment here, I'm sharing it with you. I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, what I want to talk about now is, uh, I don't know if you've played this. Alyssa saw me play it a little bit, but it's the Sniper Elite V2 remaster. Have you played it, yeah. Jeremy? Uh, not this remaster, but the Sniper Elite games. Yeah, for sure. I've reviewed three and four, I think. Yeah, yeah I looked I at like your them. channel to see. Um, i got to say, here's the problem with remasters, and I'm not dogging on the game. My problem with remasters is we, we remember games a certain way, right? So let's say uh, Sniper Elite came out in 2012, so seven years ago. Came out seven years ago. So seven years ago, tech was way different on what they could do with a 3D, a, a 3D, 3D uh, shooter, right? Yeah. So third-person 3D shooter. It's a lot different than what it is now. So when I, remember, like when I think back about Sniper Elite... Two, you know, the original, I just remember, like, that was like, oh, that's what I want. I, w- I want to go back to that. I want the the, li- the linear sniper games because ev- everybody loves the 3D nut shots and, and headshots, watching brains explode and, and uh, through x-ray vision and all that. But when they make remasters, it's really hard to capture that again because now you're going to be playing that game looking better, running better, but it's going to control and feel like it did seven years ago, which is not what it does now. Am I making sense? It's kind of hard to explain. So yeah, no, like, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. That makes total sense to you. So I played it. We played it. I played it for a while. On I have it on Xbox. Uh, I want to thank Rebellion for the for the the code. Um, I'm playing it on uh, Xbox One X, so I have the option of playing 4K 30 or 1080p at 60. So mm-hmm. I, I obviously took the 1080p. You know, I love to play 4K 60, but I played. I play it to get the better, smoother frame rates because that's what we got back then was was always 30, right? I always want to go for the higher frame rates. Um, it the controls took me a while to get used to, man. It's not what we're used to having shooters now. Like you got to hold, you got to you do the aiming the same way you would with the triggers, but you got to hold the bumper to do that 3D slow motion like time shots, and it's really uncomfortable for me. Yeah, I yeah, just definitely. feel like they know how to do it better now. Uh, Sniper Elite 3 and 4, for sure, know how to do it better. But, I, I mean, there's something about the Sniper Elite games that I've always liked. I know you always get you get to kill, uh, you know, Hitler. Get in there and kill Hitler, so that's always fun. Right? Yeah, it's always a plus. It's always yeah. a plus to kill the homicidal maniacs of life. <laughs> yeah, and they, they make blind. it like, pre-order bonus. You can kill Hitler, right? You're like, f- like, that's a fucking good pre-order bonus. We need more pre-order yeah. bonuses like this, right? We get to kill Hitler. <laughs> Every well, game look should at have it. <laughs> Hitman, Hitman has exclusive targets, and it's Gary Busey. And I don't have anything against Gary Busey, but apparently people do because every time <laughs> that dude shows up, people are like, "Let's kill him instantly." And he, it is that shit does sell. If you you know whether they're really bad or like Gary Busey, just funny as fuck, um, it pays <laughs> off. I think it's good. Alyssa, have you played him? 
Have you played the? I've never played any of the Sniper Elite mm-hmm. games, so I don't know if I'd be very good at them, to be honest. Yeah, I don't know if they require you to be very good to be. Uh, if you're, if you can stealth, you can you can take almost every. I mean, you can do the you know no no notice runs in those games where nobody notices you and stuff. You can you can still do them. Huh. Yeah, I love yeah. that dingy world. You know that that old World War feeling. You know, it's it's pretty cool. The game's not. The game is like if you have it on Steam, you don't get this option on Xbox. But if you have it on Steam, it's like a ten dollar upgrade. Or the game's like thirty five bucks. I think on everything. Uh, PS4, Xbox. And Steam, and I just I, I want games like this. You know, we everything now is let's pat it down and make it open world. Let's you know let's put too much in it. You know, Days Gone was a perfect example. You know, I like you know smaller, tighter experiences. You know that just I don't know they, they have a feeling to them, man. It's like a, a ten hour game is a great feeling. I'm not I love open world games, but when you get a good ten hour game that's just solid, uh, it's you know it's, it's, that's awesome. I show. I, I think they price that one right too. If it's thirty five, because you know one of the problems we do get is the pricing is weird on some games. And you're like sixty bucks. Mm, I'm a little hedgy on that. But then you start to see a lot of these companies do nineteen ninety nine, twenty nine ninety nine. I'm all for that. I'm yeah, all for them for flexing sure. those prices. And I'm all for let's say a company thinking we're double A, we're not triple A. Let's throw it at even though it is huge and it costs us a bunch. Let's throw it at twenty nine ninety nine and see how it does. You know, maybe it'll sell more because it is at a price point because we all talk about price. Like, to be honest, have you guys? I don't know. Maybe you do. In my the reason why I chose my review score is because in my life, I have never once ever sat with a friend and said, so is Mass Effect a 9.5 or a 9.8? We've we <laughs> I've never done that. But I have said, should you get it now or should you wait for a sale for or sure. should you go rent it or download it from a subscription service or should you never get it? And so to me, that price point is such a big deal. We, that's all we ever talk about. In life, that's how you verify everything is how much of your output at your job or whatever you have is going to get you from a game. And mm-hmm. so to me, these lower priced games, it's fucking awesome, man. I love it. I love the $19.99, $20, $30 price range because you get some gems in there too. You'll just find something and be like, this is awesome for this price. Yeah, that's yeah, that's very true. And it's it's cool that on Steam, Steam, PC really gets the head up on this where sometimes they do get to upgrade games for like almost nothing. You know, why yeah, wouldn't you? True. And sometimes they just give them away for free. Like you Bioshock, I think when they did the Bioshock collection, it was just like, yeah, if you already own it, here it is. Now you get it re- remastered, which is, that's fucking awesome, right? How are you going to say no to that? I think Borderlands did it everywhere. I think Borderlands yeah. just recently did it on console and PC, where you just you just got the upgrade, the HD upgrade for free. If I remember right, I think my uh, the Discord was talking about it. Which is very cool. Yeah, that's that's very cool. So um, it is. Yeah, Sniper Elite. It's it's got it's always had something and still has it. I'm re- really looking forward to like uh, an, another one. Maybe if they go Sniper Elite Five and make it more linear. I know the fourth one was a little more open. Yeah, it was. It definitely yeah. was. And it had some bugs, AI bugs and stuff due to that, too. Yeah, re- respect, respect. Okay, next game, guys. Um, this is the game all three of us has played. I, I know because I checked. Um, Alyssa is getting there. I just checked Jeremy's uh, thing, and he has a review up for it. So my friend Pedro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got six levels left. Oh, you're getting there then, yeah. Yeah, almost at the end. Six levels can go super fast. Yeah. Uh, see, I like this game. Okay, 
this game it wasn't great. I'll be honest with you, but I think I think like they showed us the coolest videos during that Devolver uh, conference like two years ago. They showed us yeah. the coolest shit. So I was like, this is gonna be the fucking best game ever. This is practically Deadpool, right? And then when you get it, yes, you could do that stuff, but it's not easy to pull off. Like, you really have to plan it out and do the slow motion. I mean, it's very generous, the slow motion. That thing goes forever. Uh, yeah. But to make it look really cool and stylish, it takes a little work. You probably want to go through each level a couple times. But you could do that stuff. It's just not as easy as they made it look. Did you guys both notice, too? Like, S's were, if you went through it once, S's were pretty hard to come by, the rank. Like, I would get an A or a B. I, I got, like, when I beat it, I got maybe four S's total and then went back. And I was looking at those ranks going, damn, like, I thought I did pretty good. And I was getting, you know, an A or a B rank on some of these levels. And then going back and trying them again, I did find out from one of my friends that one of the best ways to get a good rank is to not use a slow motion. I was like, Jesus. So, like, that's, uh, like, okay. that changed. Yeah. And so then it changed my entire thought process because I thought it was about using the slow motion at the right point. Yeah, me too. But, yeah, that's but what he, the trailer makes you think. Yeah, but he was like, some of the levels you you, you do the best when you time it out and you just know when to jump. You know, and you jump and scoot. And and I guess that makes sense because if you guys notice when you play it, you can pull off moves that obviously would break the character's back. Like, you know, leap up and then yeah, turn into a bull yeah. and you're all yeah. and it moves weird. And that's when I realized he was right. He was, I was like, oh, the reason why it's letting me do this move in the midst of another animation is because it knows that without slow motion, I would need to pull that off more often. And uh, it, it's an intelligent. It's not the best game ever, but it, it's. It, it's fucking fun to blow somebody's skull out of the back of their head, and with and the shotguns Shotgun, and even your yes. animations yeah. look terrible. Like when you're holding the gun, the animation just looks, it's not good. But man, it's fun. At yeah. times, it can be an absolute blast. And just spinning around in a circle or using both guns to aim. When you actually pull it off, mm -hmm. when it make clicks in your brain, like you aim at one guy, you hold the left trigger thing, and then it'll lock onto him. Then you can actually swing over, shoot somebody else. And when it does it, and your brain like. Just it just computes correctly. It feels really awesome. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, I just lose track of the the, the little the cursor, and I'm like, "Where am I shooting at?" And I'm like, "Oh, just just keep spinning with the bumper and shoot, shoot, shoot." And you're just like, "What's going on here?" It's, it's, yeah, that that's how I played it too. It's a little sluggish <laughs> just, too. Spin, spin. The jumping has a there's a little delay there that kind of bugs mm -hmm. the shit out of me. So, Alyssa, you gonna finish it? Gonna finish the game? Yeah. What are we talking about? Well, yeah, I'm gonna finish it. Oh, well, it's been been a while. Still trying. See, I do think it's a good game just to pick up and play a couple of levels and put it down. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be sucked into that world and play this game for four hours straight. You just you could pick it up, play one. I used, I was picking up before I went to work, so like, oh, I got 15 minutes to blow. I played, you know, two or three match uh, levels, and it worked perfectly for that. How, how it do was explain also this? How do we explain this okay. game to people? Um, like, how do we explain what it is? It's a side-scrolling 2D shooter with super slow mechanics, uh, unrealistic physics. You have a best friend that's a talking banana. Best friend that's a banana. Or, yeah, he might be your friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it is it is sort of difficult to describe when you try to like take it all into context. But I'm not even 100 percent sure they even want you to do that. Like there, it it is so weird. It it and it's made by one guy, 
So a lot of times whenever whenever I see a game made by one person, I, you know, you have to sort of you, you do have to sort of take it into account, but it's a certain price point, which you also take into account. Um, but I think overall, that is exactly what it is. It's just a, it is a 2D. You could call it a twin stick even at some times because of the dual yeah. mechanic, um, you know, with slow motion mechanics. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. Um, it is just it, it is just one of those um, quick twitch games. And it, it, I think overall it works. There's a lot more puzzles than I thought there were going to be. Or oh, yeah. I wouldn't even call them puzzles, but like, you know, thinking your way through a level that crisscrosses back and forth, especially the later levels yeah, were very sure, fun. Yeah. That was awesome. Like, because usually you get that game where you're like left to right, right? That's just, you know, that's where you're going left to right. That's you're hitting right and you're trying to get to the end of that screen. And in this game, especially in the middle and the end levels, you're doing the crisscross, you're doing rolls to get through gates. And I actually enjoyed the breakup there and the change up in the way the game worked. Yeah, some of that later stuff where you're, you're shooting uh, levers to drop down elevators and you're, you're mm -hmm. oh, yeah. you can shoot like, you know, kicking a, a pot up into the air. Or shooting oh. a pot into the air and then shooting that reflecting off and shooting in. I feel it's just that feels really cool. And that I've never experienced anything like that in a game, right? Using reusing the reflecting bullets. I mean, I can't think of one. Alyssa, have you got to the part where you, you shoot a guy, his body parts fall to the ground, you can kick the body parts into an enemy? Have you got to that yet? I don't know. Oh, okay. That shit's awesome. Like when you basically I don't know what it is you're kicking, but it looks like a meat gib. It's like a body part. Oh, I've seen that, yeah, some, yeah. Yeah, you blow somebody apart and you kick, like, sweetbreads from somebody's body <laughs> into the head of another person's body. And you're just like, that was really fucking cool. Also, best goddamn idea ever, and please, every developer ever put this in your game, automatic gift maker. I posted so many gifts in my Discord. The end level, when it just says hit play and we'll make a gif of your, like, coolest moment. Or GIF, depending on you know your age on how you pronounce it. That was fucking awesome. Oh, I never like, saw I used... that. Huh? I never saw that. Yeah, it's right at the end of the. So you beat the level, and it's up here, and it shows your video. If you look, it's an automatic GIF maker. You just hit plus. You just hit play, and it'll it'll actually make a uh, something you can put on Twitter. Oh, uh, it, it the finds Switch a highlight. Version? It was on the version I played. It was uh, oh. the I played PC. Yeah, uh, yeah, PC version. Yeah. I've seen that thing at the end, but I never clicked it because I'm like, oh, I yeah, suck. I always got C's, man. Always got C's. Could have done better. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's yeah. for coconuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jackasses. And talking about price point, this is a good price point, man. It's like 20 bucks. Yeah. How do you say no? You know, it's a pretty decent game for 20 bucks. Yep, yep. Good price. Yeah, and there's some wild shit. Like, there's some LARPers and... There's some nerds oh, that you gotta level. fight gamers. There's I some, love uh, that level. Yeah. There's a bunch of Santas, uh, Bounty Hunter Association, or whatnot. And I love that. Did you guys notice the LARPers? They look like LARPers, right? They've got yeah. their armor on, but they've got like Metallica t shirts under it. But the greatest part is they're harder to kill because of the armor. I thought that was very cool. Yeah. Like it changed up the mechanic. It wasn't just like, hey, I'm gonna poke fun at current society. It was like, we're gonna poke fun, but there's a little. There's a little tweak in there. And then those guys, their swords hit from so far away. And since your bullets don't go through enemies, you can be shooting an enemy who's dead, who's flying through a LARPer. But if that LARPer's there and he swings his sword, he'll go through his friend and still hit you. And I really liked that, even though it was sort of goofy and it may not have been on purpose. Like it may have been something collision detection he didn't want to mess with. But I felt that worked because those guys were devilish if you got up close and there were two or three of them. Like they could kill you quite easily. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I, I I dug that. Yeah, that was, that was it was a fun game for what it was, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely, it's hard to say that $20 is too much for it. And it's a good game if you don't want to get sucked into a big game. You just want to pick it up and play it whenever you feel like it. Yeah. I have to say one cool thing, like this game, sorry for cutting you off. Um, no, no, keep talking. Lisa. On Switch, sometimes with games, they'll have like 15% off if you pre-order, 20% off. And this game had that, so I got it for sixteen ninety nine, which I don't regret paying for it for that cost, even if I would have paid full price for it. I think it's right. worth it, but that's just something cool, I think, with the Switch that they're doing with games. If you pre-order, you get a discount, and they did it with this one. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say right. no to a discount. I'm not going to say, fucking take your discount, shove it up your butt. <laughs> I don't want that. Uh, what other games you played, uh, Alyssa? Um, I actually got... Uh, code for a game, and I have to read it off. It's a long title. Adventures of Bertram Fiddle, Episode 1, A Dreadly Business. And wow. I got that from Rumpus Animation and Chorus Worldwide Games. And this is very much a point-and-click adventure game in the style of Secret of Monkey Island, Grim Fandango. Hang on. Those are my favorite games. Give me one second. I was going to say, last, okay. last, last It just launched on Xbox, and okay, it's $5. It's The Adventures of Bertram Fiddle, Episode 1. There's only one episode on Xbox, but on PC, I believe both episodes are out. Oh, say, and its reviews are good, too. I was going to say, last time, you you were the one trying to tell me about Thimbleweed Park. Dude, I'm such a point-and-click freak. Like, if I, if I can get the chance, this looks good. So you're going to review it, Alyssa, or are you just going to do... Um, I talked about it in a video. I haven't edited the video yet. Point-and-click adventures aren't my cup of tea, but this one's really good. The humor, especially, there's a character in this ca- game in this game called Lord Arthwipe. That is his name. And every time I heard them say that, I bu- I just bust out laughing. Like it was so funny. And there are a couple moments that deviate from the point and click adventure style. There's like a bicycle chase where you have to weave through the crowd. Um, it's only about an hour long, but it the graphical style also reminded me of cartoons from the '90s almost. And I, I I liked it. Again, the genre is not my cup of tea, but I know a lot of people will love it more than I did. And I think if you're a fan of those classic point-and-click adventures, this is going to be a game you'll be interested in, especially for $5, or it might be cheaper on Steam. It's a good price. So it's episodic. How, how long is an episode? Um, this one was about an hour. I think it's only two episodes long. I think that's the end of it. So if the second one's the same length, two hours, maybe three. What, what's that? What's it called again? <laughs> the Adventures of Bertram Fiddle, Episode One. Bertram, how do you spell that? B E R T R A M. Okay. So it's funny you mentioned the art style. I'm a big fan of Gravity Falls and the, the cartoon, and this has a weird, a little bit more deviant style to that. But I am yeah. into this. It's only two right now on Steam. It's only a dollar ninety nine for the okay. for the episode. That's yeah, not bad. Yeah, I would recommend buying it if you're a fan of the genre and it's that price. Buy it. This is and this the is reviews cool. are ridiculously high. Uh, like the, the reviews art. are insane. This reminds me of old uh, like Nintendo cartoons. I'm not yes. not Nintendo. Sorry, Nickelodeon. Uh, Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I got that vibe too. I'm like, oh, this reminds me of cartoons from my childhood. Ah, real monsters. <laughs> Ah, real nice. Yeah. Um, it also made me think of the wild thornberries for some reason. But <laughs> it's probably because of the character. He's an explorer and he's trying to track down a serial killer. But it's all very humorous. The voice acting is pretty good in this, too. 
I need to look up who the voice actors are to give them acknowledgement, but the voice acting is pretty good too. So it's a solid game, and I really haven't heard anyone talk about it. I was just offered a review code. I was like, sure, and it surprised me with how much I liked it. That's cool, and it's cheap as shit, and it doesn't require a lot of time, and it looks interesting. That's cool. Yeah, so and it up. just launched on Xbox. Yes, I say thumbs up, especially if you're a fan of the genre. Awesome, awesome. Uh, guys, I want to talk about a game that I know Jeremy's played a lot more than me. I have not gotten very far in it, but uh, Outer Wilds. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really like this game. I love the art style, and I love what it was trying to do, but I couldn't get used to the controls once I got into space, and it, I felt like I was learning how to play video games for the first time. I, w- I would get that also. I don't know what was going on with the drone at the starting, because the drone controls way worse than the main ship. Maybe I need it. It, it was I was doing a I did a unrated um, which is sort of like a, a WTF from Total Biscuit kind of thing where I do like the first hour and a half uh, instead of a review for that. I can see though I I know absolutely where you're coming from because it's getting a lot of positive press, but I absolutely can see why you just didn't gravitate towards it because it it, it is a very weird game and the the oddity of the time loop is great. But I know a lot of people were confused by it because the game does nothing for the gamer, like nothing. And it doesn't explain what's going on half the time. And then, you know, suddenly you'll be on a a planet and the planet will fall apart. And you're like, what just was that a bug? What just happened right now? You know, and um, all, you know, hats off to them that they did that. There's nothing wrong with doing that. But I I absolutely can see why you would be like, hmm. This might not be for me, despite, I think, really positive press right now for that title. Yeah, I, I can a, definitely see it. It was a Game Pass game, so I jumped on it, like, right away. Were you here, Alyssa, when I was playing it? Yeah, and okay. you played about an hour, and you're like, I don't like it. Yeah, and then after that, I started listening to Gamer Podcasts, and I started hearing all the good stuff about it. But I didn't hear any of that beforehand, so I didn't know what to expect. And then I was like, okay, I missed something, but I haven't been driven back to it. I just, I yeah. know it seems like a cool idea. I didn't even see the time loop stuff yet. I just remember mm. looking for a key and flying that stupid little drone around and then flying into space. And I'm like, wait, what's going on here? Wait, <laughs> what, what, what are these controls? I was just like, am I learning how to play a game for the first time or am I having a stroke? Yeah. It, it didn't make sense to me. You also roasted marshmallows like four times. <laughs> did I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did too. At that starting spot, yeah. I didn't know what to do. So I roasted. I don't know if the timer even counts down because of that, but I roasted marshmallows for like 10 minutes. So I probably lost in the first time I did. I think the time loops like 20 minutes. I can't remember. Um, but I wasted a good deal of time just roasting oh, marshmallows. You can it's, eat them, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and okay. I, you, I wasn't even doing anything else. There was no, there's no game there. <laughs> I was just like, that's the way I am though. <laughs> On a lot of games, if I have the time, I'll just I'll fuck around around a campfire for like two hours, just being like, "Oh, what's what's this? What's that?" It wasn't a lot there, but it was still fun. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, uh, developers hitting you up like, "Hey, um, dude, are you done with the review yet?" You're like, "Yeah, fuck, right, I've been at this campfire right. for like three days. It's really fun though." <laughs> yeah, sorry, man, been at the campfire, can't review your game. Uh, yeah, it's it's just one of those experimental titles, right? And I think experimental titles, despite the positive press, there's a good number of people uh, where that kind of experimentation, you know, it just may not be for them in some games. And this is a game where I, I completely can side with you. I know what you I know what you mean by just being like, what in the hell is happening right now? Yeah. And well, why, sh- know, why should man. I return? I yeah. didn't know. But I love the, the, the visuals because it reminded me of um, 
Firewatch kind of. It had that same kind yep. of cartoony yeah. look, but it was dark. And I was like, something interesting is happening here. But when, when I when I feel like I, I can't play a game because I don't know how to control it, it really turns me off. And I, I always hope I can try to learn it, but sometimes I can't. And I just, I was like, since I didn't pay for it, it was on Game Pass, I just moved on. Yeah. Don't you guys believe in a weird way that that's the biggest strength of Game Pass and the biggest weakness for the games? Game Pass gives you a shit ton of games for an amazing price, um, but it is easier to pass on a game Yeah, when yeah. you just click download. it, And that's why I'm very selective with what I download from Game Pass, because I do, I do want to give them a chance. But when you, when you just download it, there's not a cost because you're already a member of Game Pass, and you're just like, download. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. it, it it changes the way you go about things. Well, Alyssa was talking prior to the podcast about having bad internet. When I had bad internet, I would give things that I got more time because it took me more time to get the thing. So I'd be like, all right, I wasted, let's say, a week getting, hey, I think you were talking about Halo or whatever. You, you spend a week, you're like, dude, I spent a week. I'm going to give this thing some time. I'm not just going to delete it right away. With a Game Pass, if you have fast internet, too, you're just like, boom, it's playable within five minutes. It, it, the, the human brain works in a certain way. And it's, it's just like, eh. Yeah, it's the Netflix effect, right? You get all yes. this show on Netflix, you get all these shows, and you click on them, and you're like, I don't like this, you just pass. Where you, normally you'd see commercials on TV, and you'd wait till 8 p.m. and come on, you, you, you'd watch it. Watch the, oh, sit dude, through the yeah. commercials, you wait the next <laughs> week and the next week, and you get invested in shows that were kind of shitty. Netflix, now Water you're just cooler. like... In Netflix, like, oh, I don't like this. Next. Well, you know? how about this? A question for you guys. I mean, don't we all have, and it might be a classic game we like, but a game that didn't grab us. I'm not going to say eight hours, because whenever I hear somebody say a game takes eight hours to start, that's sort of like buying a rocking chair and never fucking rocking it. It's just a really <laughs> yeah. weird chair. It's just a really uncomfortable looking chair in a corner at that point. But is, isn't there a title out there that you guys maybe didn't didn't gravitate towards right away and then later... You know, you jumped in, you continue to play it, and you're like, this is fantastic. Yes. I mean, I think we we all have that. Yeah. Uh, one off the top of my head, I can think of it as Mass Effect Andromeda. It took me 20 hours to even Ooh, get into Interesting. It. I, I hated that game. I was like, I don't like this. I talked to all my friends. Two of my friends were really into it, and I was just like, I don't fucking like this game. It's not the same. And then once I started to get to know all the characters, you know, the voice acting and the characters in the game, I was like, oh, now I get it, and I'm hooked. And then, and then everyone else is talking about how they don't like it at that point. I'm like, fuck, whatever. But I really enjoyed it. I really liked Andromeda. I really loved that game, but I didn't like it at first. Do you have one, Alyssa? Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head because I'm not one of those people that um, if I hear it takes eight hours to get into a game, I'm like, nope. Yeah, right. So um, I can't really think of one. Like, If I don't like a game after a couple hours, I usually just say, okay, bye. Mine's Fallout 3, for sure. Yeah, I never got oh, past that yeah, mark in that Fallout one. 3. Okay, I, I, I love I that game. That one. Yeah. But I love that game, but that first hour... I, I just talked to Maddie, who's a Bethesda channel, basically, and he had the same issue with Fallout 3. That starting part inside of the... You, you, it's just really hard to appreciate it. I walked out onto the cliff, and it looked like a brown mm -hmm. simulator. I'm like, this is the best brown mud <laughs> simulator I've ever seen. Like, oh, I had the gives same a issue. Shit. And I turned it off, and I turned it off, and I tried it like eight, nine times. And one of my friends, luckily enough, came over, and he's like, dude, it is good, but do me a favor. Get to that point and turn left and walk. He's like, yeah. don't go anywhere. Just turn left and walk and give it 
one hour of walking to the left. And I was like, that's a really weird requirement, but everybody says it's good. And I'm a big fan of, I could be wrong. So I'm like, all right, I could be wrong. I'll give it one hour. It's not a big deal. I went left and within about 35 minutes, the music, you know, and just the way the world worked, I'm like, fuck, now I get it. No, now I, I and oh, oh, dude. And then my wife would come in and she'd hear that title song and want to kill me. Because I would play it so much. She'd be like, it's like that, I don't want to set the wood on fire. And my wife would be like, no, God, put your headphones on. Because it would just be playing all the fucking time. Because I was modding it and crashing it. So then the menu screen would come back up with the same song and the shutter sound. Where it's like Fallout 3. And it does like the old shutter. of Yeah, a, of, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, it was just, I was destroying relationships from that game. Just, but it took me, it took me to go left. Which sounds so weird. But that's what it required was to to go that one step farther in that title. I want yeah, to play that, that game. Too. I want to play it. It's just been so so old and dated. I want to remaster. I want to Fallout Three remaster. I'll play it. Really? Is that yeah. is that what it would take? That's what not it even take. a not even a PC with with a mod, huh? Because Xbox does mods, bro. Yeah. Remember, I have I have a PC and I played New Vegas. It was it was pretty good. Three is way better. Oh hey, fist bump. Boom. We're, we're, we're two of the very few people in the world that like three more than New Vegas. And I'm sure people are just hitting unsubscribe from my channel. Fuck! But <laughs> it's true. I, I really dug three and I liked New Vegas. There was a difference. It was just yeah, a time for me. For me. It was a time. Oh, for me, I, it's like they go down in my enjoyment. Three, I loved. New Vegas, I liked. Four, I wasn't crazy about. Really? Yeah. I also will make everybody hate me. I liked the voice protagonist in four. I'm not a big lover of silent protagonists. And so even though maybe his voice acting wasn't the best, um, I get tired of the, let me ask you a question. Nothing happens. And then he responds. Yeah. Kind of. And so I, but again, I'm not a, a fallout diehard where some people were like, they hated when it went 3d. I don't know if you guys remember that shit, but when fallout two, when they showed three and they were like, we're going 3D, like you had people like, we're going to burn your houses down. Like they were so mad. They were so against that. So you get a lot of the dogmatic um, fans. Uh, but to me, Fallout 4 had that, uh, like it had female male protagonists, which was fun um, uh, to sort of play and see the differences there, if there were any, which there really weren't on that title, but at least it allowed it. Yeah, it's, it, it's, I, I can see why you weren't a fan of 4, but for whatever reason, I, I enjoyed it. For the most part, it's just the, having to uh, get your power armor and maintain it and then it just oh, die in battle and you'd be screwed and be like, nope, I don't like it. Do you know what I did? Left what? that shit behind, baby. I dropped that <laughs> shit quicker. The moment that battery died, I'm like, fuck you, because the same thing happens in games with flashlights. I'm like, dude, a, a single AAA will run for like four hours in a in a, even an old flashlight. Like, what is happening? Alan Wake, a game I love, flashlight oh, runs. Yeah six seconds you're like nyang, 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 and you turn it on for like six seconds and then it turns off and you're like what the f what who's selling these batteries they're like the ripoff kmart battery that's yeah. in the back and they're all we don't sell these because they might poison kids but if you want them you can have them that's what alan wake had in his flashlight so that you're you're absolutely right that power armor shit you would walk around and be all and you're all whatever i'm leaving it behind that's yeah i, I definitely left that shit i like i like four a little bit I understood coming what people were talking about, what it was missing from three. 
Three, yeah. I, I need to go back and play because I remember liking the beginning, but it wasn't catching me. And when you get out of the vault, you can't run. It didn't have a run mechanic, so you just kind of walk. And I'm like, ah, fuck, I want to just like, I just want to, you know, sprint through this thing. But right. they, don't, they don't want you to do that. I get it. I get it. They want you to, like Skyrim, they want you to play Skyrim and get in there and just go. It wanted to be a moment to moment game rather than let's get to an objective, get that shit done, and move to the next one. They want you to get in the moment, find stuff randomly, and have fun. Yeah, yeah. True sandbox, right? I mean, yeah. overall, they are they're they're that's what their their bread and butter is. So, Jeremy, you were talking about a uh, sinking city. You said you played that recently, right before yeah. this game came out. I started watching videos on it, and I thought it looked really cool visually. But then I'm not hearing such great stuff. How was your experience yeah. with it? Same. Yeah. Um. So, dude, it's got one of the coolest waypoint mechanics ever created. Ever. Really. And if other games don't do this, so I'm a no HUD fan. I love to play games with no HUD if possible, um, depending on how difficult that can become. But what goes on in Sinking City is you read the notes and the hints, and then you place the waypoints in the game world by reading those hints. So the entire city set up by streets. So like Ninth and Harrison, and you know those streets on your map. You'll read a note, and it'll be like some lady will be all, I think I saw a ghost. I was walking down Harrisburg. And I pass 9th Street, and on the right, there's a building, blah, 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 blah. But it won't put the waypoint there. You do. And the, the, the coolness of that is most games, and I talk about this in a couple of the behind-the-scenes uh, for Horizon. I did a Walk in the Walk in Horizon, and it's one of the good games that does this, is you have a tendency to play a game from map pointer to map pointer, which I think is a terrible way to play a game, to go from waypoint to waypoint, because you're not seeing what's there between. You're just like, that's a waypoint. You see it on your map, and you're like, I'm just sprinting which admittedly you sort of wanted in Fallout 3. Yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily that kind of gamer. So what happens with this is you place the waypoint. Well, the difference is, is I place the waypoint. I'm not perfect. So my waypoint maybe is a, a little bit to the side of that building. So I come to this area, very cluttered, one of the better building systems for building a world. Shit's going on everywhere, which has a bunch of tech issues. But you go there, dude, and you're like, which building is it? And then you have to explore and what that does is when I beat the game, it didn't matter how many hours, Sean, it would be after I did my first mission. I always remembered every building I did a mission in because I found it. The game didn't tell me. That's awesome. So I would, yeah, so I would go past this building. I knew exactly what was in front of it. I knew it was a red building. I, I remember the blinds and the shutters and the sign on the wall. And I would come by it, and I'm getting sort of tingles because to me, despite the game not being the greatest, this was a gaming moment, which I will probably remember forever. I would come down a corner and my brain, as I was looking over here for the next mission or whatever, my brain would go like, ha ha. I remember when I took out that lady in that building, that shit <laughs> is unheard of other than games that set it up on purpose where they're like, here's a giant clock tower. And you're like, dude, there's going to be a mission in there. They wouldn't build a fucking giant clock tower in the middle. Like there's obviously going to be a mission. Yeah. Games hammer that shit home. They hammer specialness home. But what they didn't do is hammer that home in Sinking City. So a normal building would have this glyph on the front like Vampyr did. Vampyr is another game I adore. And you would see this glyph and you'd be like, oh, the glyph means something. You would look up hobo signs is what they were called. And it would be like H for inhabited, um, a weird cross and hatches for bad guys, and a couple you didn't know you'd have to figure out as you played the game. And the mystery there is the magic. It's the magic of unlocking this stuff via yourself, not a game mechanic. And, um, I, dude, it was wonderful. That part was wonderful. Uh, That's cool. It, you it, took that from I, that. 
Oh, dude, it w- it was so great, man. It was so great. I will remember those. Honestly, I'll remember them from years now. I'll remember that building. And if I played the game again, I could identify the building and just be like, that was where I had the first battle or where I fir- first saw the bad guy. So to me, that was awesome. Oh, that's fucking cool, man. It's weird because games get really handholdy, right? And yeah. Just they, there's a, I mean, sometimes I like a dotted line bring me right to a place, <laughs> like, like the very first Rage game, just a dotted line get me there. You know, some games you play, very first Borderlands, it's you try to find something, you have to keep opening the map, and it's just you, which way, which direction? Okay, I'm facing that direction, so it would be. Left oh God, here. that thing. That's yeah. The worst, when man. you're when you're south and it's left instead of right because you would be north when it's right, and you're just yeah. like, yeah, what's happening? Um, <laughs> One of the cool things about Sinking City is you can adjust it. You can turn that difficulty up or down, have it give you more data or less, um, which is cool. And then you have a combat difficulty slider, which is good. I'm all for difficulty sliders. In fact, the game I was talking about that we played, Arma, has 8,000. Like, you can adjust bad guys to have be really tactically intelligent but not the best shots. You can do all this crazy shit. And I am a big fan of developers giving gamers the ability to choose their... I think we're past the point where everybody wants to be the coolest. We're not, but we are overall. There used to be a time where it's like, I played the game on the hardest without losing a laugh, and I only hit A even though I could have hit the other buttons because I'm awesome. And you're like, (laughs) what the fuck ever? You know what I did? I played the fucking game. And so to to me, the option that you, Sean, or you, Alyssa, could say, I want to play it my way, developers need to start implement if they're going to implement it at all. Um, and that's not their vision to make it, you know, souls, soul, dark souls hard, which is fine too. If they're going to have some of those options, I would like to have more. I would love to have the ability to turn HUDs on and off. Playing no HUD Far Cry Primal was one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. If the HUD had been on, it would not have been as good. And, um, it was fantastic to play that with no HUD. And I suggest it to people all the time. If you ever have a game and you have some time. Play it with the HUD on and then slowly turn off your options as you play to understand how they're giving data because a developer has to usually give you some tutorials and stuff. So keep them all on. And then as you play, go into your options and start turning options off for the HUD. And I guarantee for most people, it will change the entire way they interact with the game world. Because, yeah. dude, I'm telling you, it's so cool to say over this hill is a is a town, not I'm looking on the map and there is the town with a big fucking X on it. Yeah, Hellblade did it really good too, or just kind of immersed you with no oh, with yeah. no HUD. Absolutely, yeah, they did. And then, but Sinking City has a ton of technical issues, dude. My God, in my <laughs> review, I show the same eight people pissing on the same trash can in like eleven seconds. Um, they've got a lot of scripting errors. They've got they flooded the world with NPCs, which is weird in a Cthulhu game. Cthulhu is a little bit about I- social isolation. Um, HP Lovecraft's works are based somewhat on that, and uh, there were some issues there. For sure. So technically, it's definitely got some problems. Some people really loved it more than me. I'm always in the middle, I guess. Some people really loved it. A bunch of people hated it. Um, I would be more along the lines of, at a cheaper price, it would probably be worth checking out. Awesome. Awesome. Alyssa, what, any, any other games on your list? The only other thing I've played recently has been Rage 2, which I know you've played. Have you played yeah, that, I wanted Jeremy? to talk about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean... I liked it, but it's definitely not one of the best games of the year, in my opinion. It's very forgettable, but it's fun when yeah. you're playing in it, but it's also very forgettable. You know, like a week after I was done playing it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I just played Rage. I totally forgot about that game. It's very repetitive, too. Yeah. I, I don't know about you guys. I 
I was disappointed because I'm a Mad Max fan. Mad Max Big was Mad great. Max and uh, the, the vehicular combat Ooh, in Mad Max is, is is better by such a large factor or uh, or or a uh, fraction than uh, than Rage Two. Like I couldn't even figure out Rage Two what they were trying to do with the vehicular combat. It just no, never it felt very good. Yeah, and uh, uh, Maddie loved it, which was weird because we usually really align. And so we had this discussion, and I get where he was coming from with following the caravans, but I did that in Mad Max, and he didn't like Mad Max, so I hate him as a person. But that's <laughs> that's just beside the point. No, I'm just joking. I don't hate you, Maddie. Um, it, it, but it, you get this thing from a developer, and they say we're gonna take you know we're gonna take peanut butter and jelly, we're gonna put them together, and instead we got peanut butter and something else. And it, it it was the running around was great, but man, that that driving dude. Yeah, there was a lot oh, I really yeah. liked about Rage. And there was and I didn't like the driving at all, but there was there was cool shit. Like I loved the visuals of it and just how there's just random spray cans all over. You accidentally shoot while you're in battle, and they just <laughs> spray against yeah. the wall, and it, it looks cool. There's a lot of really cool abilities. We got uh, double jumps and. Uh, I like the enemies were okay. They're, they weren't yeah. anything special, but it was fun, fun shooting shit. Like it felt really good to shoot shit. You wanted to make that last longer. And then you get in the vehicle and you're like, okay. What'd you guys think? So I said in my review, I suggest people beat it, uh, beat the single player part for the, uh, sorry, the, the story campaign first, because narratively it makes more sense because at the starting, you basically steal someone's pants and everybody's like, you're the ranger. You're yeah. the best guy ever. And you're like, dude, I stole his fucking pants. Like, how do you even know who I am? I, I literally de-pantsed a dead dude. And you're like, let's give you the best quest ever. You go save our lives. However, if you beat the sing- if you beat the campaign, which isn't long, if you beat that campaign and then do the rest of the quest, which you can do, then it makes narratively a great deal of sense because people know you defeated that main bad guy. You're still taking out, you know, if you defeat the main bad guy in like in real life, you know, if you if you killed Hitler, still going to be some Nazis running around. Right. <laughs> so that's to me the way I felt rage should have been played. And I stay I stated it right in the review. I'm like, if you get a chance, beat that single player. Uh, I keep calling it single player. I don't know why. I'm sorry. Beat that uh, that campaign and then go into that that side stuff and narratively, things make more sense. And in fact, there's some changes when you beat that. People move to different spots in the game world, and it just feels more organic. Um, that's the only big, I don't know if I'd call it a problem, but it's a little odd in that game. Uh, narratively, it can feel weird. Like, why am I the hero? Why does everybody trust me? Um, why does everybody think I'm the best thing ever? And I get that you have these special ranger skills, but that wouldn't mean Joe Bob in another town know you fucked a duck. That's one of the problems I have with games. Everybody's got telepathy, right? It's like if I tell Sean something in real life, it doesn't instantly get fucking, you know, translated via ESP to every enemy and every NPC. And most games do that. And I think rage, it hurt rage narratively for that reason. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little strange, right? Some of the abilities were fun though. I got, I got to say the defibrillator ability, just just if you get (laughs) down, you could, uh, Revive yourself by hitting, you know, there is a quick time event, but that's kind of cool. Something they, they could bring to other games. Like you had, you have a defibrillator ability. You know, double jumps are always fun in games, man. I love any game you could jump more than once. <laughs> well, and Sean, remember that one, not only could you double jump, but if you killed an enemy, you could hold longer in the air. Oh, and boost, huh? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so it gave you a reason. So a lot of games don't give you a reason to double jump other than traversal of the local environment. That game gave you a reason because you were in the air harder to hit by some enemies. 
So you could leave an enemy behind who didn't have a gun, who had just who was going to hit you. You could leave him behind by leaping up and then hover, turn around, take him out, and then you had even longer hover. It was the dumbest mechanic. It makes no fucking sense. None. But it's fun. It elevated the <laughs> gameplay, and that's okay. Like that's I, I'll give him that. It, it was awesome for that reason. What do you guys also think about the you know Bob Ross DMT orgasm look of everything? I loved it. The color. I did too. It is just like like Bob Ross was taking DMT and was like, "Let's paint a post-apocalyptic world with some happy trees." And you're like, happy "All right, spray cans right here, happy spray cans." The the it was so much better than New Dawn. New Dawn was like, "Hey, we're gonna have a futuristic with weird color," and you're like, "Nah, it's it's a mod." I mean, that almost felt like a mod. But you play Rage, and the color use was it was so good. Yeah, color use was awesome. I got yeah, it. I really liked how much pink was in it. I'm just like favorite color. Yes. Miami Vice 1980s is what it reminded me of. It reminded me of like growing up where everything was neon at the time. Like everybody thought neon was so cool. Yeah. And by the way, it wasn't. I lived through it. <laughs> it wasn't at all. But it was cool in that game. It, they it, Everything had this eye catch to it that really caught it, it. It was visually interesting. I do also like the fact that it was over the top. So you could just be like, I want my vehicle right here, right now, and just spawn it. It drops right in front of you, and then you jump, yeah. you jump in it. Like, that's that's cool. Like, that's something – it's not like you had to wait for somebody to come and drop it off. It just it just spawned out of the air, and boom, it lands right there, and, and you get in it and take off. And when you wreck or, it, you get out and you use your focus ability just to fix it. Like, what the fuck are you yeah, doing? How yeah. are you fixing that? Yeah. The best part is a lot of games will have – like the poor Jeeves chauffeur who drives the car to you and you jump in the car and you're like, see a bitch and you drive off. And this dude's in the middle of a wasteland and he's like, fuck, I got to walk home. And that game was just like, we're passing that shit by, man. We're just teleporting that shit in. Boom. Go. And uh, it worked I, for those elements. I think it worked yeah. really well. I don't know about you guys. I felt the world, um, the best parts were the outlaw bases yeah. and the verticality. Mm -hmm. um, it, it felt a little empty between those spots. Yeah, like driving between places is kind of like, oh, there's nothing really here. Yeah, and nothing to do. Did you notice that? There yeah. wasn't, like, there wasn't, we, we bitch about filler, but that could have used some in a strange way. Yeah, the like Occasionally you'd see some bandits on the side of the road and you could shoot them or whatever, but most of the time you're just driving along and you're but like, you get okay. no XP. You get no XP for why? No. So why would you and do they, it? They don't give a flying fuck about you, which is crazy. Cause in Mad Max, a fly 6,000 miles away, be like, I'm going to bite Mad Max. I hate him <laughs> fly all the way to you. But in rage, you're in a beefed up car. Two groups are fighting. Even one group. Sometimes you drive by and they're just like, <laughs> as you drive by, you can, you can murder fuck. Eight of the people in front of them, and it'll take them a quarter of a second to fight you. You drive over the top of them, bodies are flying everywhere, and the bad guys are like, we might let you pass. Nah, we're going to take you on. And you're just like, narratively, that's a little <laughs> odd. They didn't react. I would have liked the enemies to be more aggressive, I guess. It would have been fun. And also, when you drive by cars, they don't do anything. I thought that was really odd because I was so accustomed to Mad Max where bandits, either they'd run because they were afraid of you, or they'd come at you. And in... and. It's the most cultured. I mean, it was like the best fucking country road ever in Rage. You just drive by, wave at somebody. They're like, "Hey, man, how you doing? Hope you like the color purple, because this this place you're going to has got a lot of it." See ya. And they just drive off. <laughs> well, I guess so true, right? It's all all that shit when you really think about it. I mean, it, it could have been. This game could have actually have been really fun, man. I just yeah, yeah, it lost something in its open world. But yeah, you would see Did like you guys tried the DLC. 
No. Oh, I pulled this. Oh, no. no, no. Continue no. on with what you're going to say. Oh, no. I was yeah, going to say, you drive and see the big sentry guns or whatever they were, the big things, and you, you take yeah. one of those towers out, and then you like, okay, cool. There's a whole town right here to the left of it. And you go around, it's just nothing. There's literally nothing there. Just They just created a town empty and left building. it yeah. empty. So, like, yeah. There should be a tumbleweed going across right now. Yeah. yeah. No it's a ghost town. Not even tumbleweeds. Huh. No, there's no tumbleweeds. Jeez. Yeah, that was that was uh, one of those. But I literally finished that game, and a week later, I was like, "Oh yeah, I fucking played Rage. I just completely forgot about it. It was so forgettable." Yeah, and it it could have been something more. When I saw a trailer for it, because I I liked the first Rage game, I was like, "Fuck yes! This looks like so much fun. This looks like they took Rage and they flipped it and made it a Borderlands game. It's gonna be awesome." And there was moments that it was kind of awesome, but it was it was also just I don't know. There was just a lot missing. To make it great. I, I think I think there was, but um I also think that currently we get caught up and every game has to be I'm a firm believer that every game if every game's awesome, you wouldn't have any scale at all. Oh, that's true. So I, that's true. So I'm okay with a game being good, right? Or having elements that are amazing, like Sinking City, and then elements that are terrible, Sinking City. So with Rage 2, there were elements that were really good in that game. There were uh, verticality. There was uh, there was some great stuff. AI was pretty okay, um, but then there were parts that weren't. And to me, it's okay that we forget them because I do think that there's this legacy desire everybody has. That everything's a classic. And when you start to feel that way, I think it's really easy to get jaded. And you see it a lot of times. I had somebody just, they came in the Discord and they're like, Somebody said they didn't play Final Fantasy VII, and this person was so mad at them, and I let them go. They weren't mad at them. They were like, you've missed out, blah, 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 right? So this conversation went on for an hour, and so I asked the person who hadn't played it how old they were, and they're 17. Well, guess what? They would have been swimming around in their daddy's balls when Final Fantasy VII. That's <laughs> true. What, what happens with gamers is we get so set on some title that we forget that people have birthdays every fucking day. They get their Xbox One first time today. Right now, somebody is buying a PS4 or an Xbox One, and it's their first day in games. And we need to stop with the legacy bullshit, because I do believe it fucks up games really badly. And you get these weird, odd discussions that are really uncomfortable, and they're difficult to even parse because people's ages are so different. We celebrate diversity. You have people who are 70 playing Skyrim. I don't know if you guys have seen the uh, grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That shit's amazing, man. Hats off to her. Fucking, I would love to give her a fist bump. That's the greatest thing I've ever seen. That's exactly what we need in games. But if you look at her and say she's 70 playing Skyrim, then her experience with games may be different than yours. And that is what we don't have is people having a thought process of saying, oh, or where they're from. I have a friend who's from South uh, Africa and they're behind us by a generation usually. So they'll be playing a Saturn when we were playing PS2. They they they're usually, you know, in their area, they're behind by one full generation. So talking to them is very difficult about current games. They don't have the money. The systems are too expensive or the PCs are too expensive. And people need to sort of reach out and understand the person before they start like fucking, you know, attacking each other. And that's unfortunately what we get right now is a a lack of thought process on on age differences and geographic yeah, I started kind of late. I mean, I played video games when I was younger. I, I started off with the first Nintendo, but I wasn't really into video games until I had a I had I, I had a uh, battle with uh, with addiction, and I and I got sober in t- two thousand seven. And, and video games brought me the high 
that so I didn't have to worry about the other shit. They brought me a new high. And I fucking yeah. fell in love with video games immediately, but not, this was 2007, 2008. So I started right. with like a 360 after it had been out for a little bit, and I started playing that, and I missed everything. I missed GameCube, I missed fucking PS2, all that shit, basically, because I wasn't playing games and stuff. And, um, it's, and like, for me, it was, it's way different. Like, for me, it's, it's a lot different. Like, I, I didn't play no Final Fantasy. First Final Fantasy I played was 15, and I fucking loved it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I know uh, uh, the number of people I know who, when I ask them what Final Fantasy they like, they'll say 15 and I'll say, what one did you play? And they'll say 15. I, I love that and, game. And you'll get people angry about it. And it's like, dude, you got to figure out everybody. I don't know. When did you start, Alyssa? Um, I played 13 first and I enjoyed it. I was one of those people that didn't hate it like everyone else in the world did. But the one did you I say really. 13? Yeah. Another fist bump. What's yeah. going on? I just found a. I got two best friends. What the fuck Yay! is happening right now? I actually like thirteen, and you're right. A lot of people. I <laughs> do not love that game. Continue. Sorry. No, That's I played call. thirteen. I played thirteen as well. I enjoyed thirteen, but fifteen. I was just super, just like addicted to it. I had. I played it all the way through. I was trying to do all the side missions. I had my chocobo like fully leveled up. I had her hot pink <laughs> with a really fancy collar on. I'm like, I got the best chocobo ever. And I really do want to play the older ones, especially now that they've been remastered on Switch and everything. Like, I've bought 7 and 9, just haven't played them yet. But, I mean, I've played 13 and 15, that's it. When did you get into games, though? Games themselves? I started playing games when I was about 4 or 5 with the original Tomb Raider. And I played with my uncle a lot. And then in high school, I fell out of gaming just because of having to do homework and trying to figure stuff out. And then in college... Well, actually, after I dropped out of college, I went through this um, really tough time mentally. And um, I, my parents got me an Xbox 360 because they're like, oh, we need to get her out of this funk. And uh, they got me L.A. Noir with it. And that's what got me back into gaming because I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so good and so compelling. At the time, the technology was amazing. If you look back at it now, it's not as great. But I was just so invested in that game and solving all these cases and that ending was just devastating to me. And then I was like, I got to play more. I beat that game like four times. Did a walk in the walk on it. Played it, beat it on Switch as well. It's very good on Switch, by the way, if you ever decide to return to it. Hmm. The only thing I don't like is you can never figure out what the fuck Cole's going to say to somebody. You'll go in and you'll be like, it'll give you a choice. It'll be like guilty. You'll hit it and you'll be like, I think you're innocent. And you're like, bitch, that's (laughs) not the button I pressed. What the (laughs) hell is going on? Uh, even the switch tried to adjust it and change some of the wording so it was easier, but it's still uh, Cole. You never quite know where he's coming from, and I agree. The ending was, the ending was heartfelt enough. I'm not a big emotional gamer, but that's one of the few game endings where I was like, damn, you know, it it just rarely happens to me. But I, I definitely felt something at the end of that one. You know, I've never actually yeah. played that, and I think I'm gonna check it now. I think oh. I have this on Steam as well. I need to take a flight, sit down with Sean for like a, a week period and just be like, let's just game all these, you know, these, these, these titles like this. That'd be very cool. Uh, I'm going to look right here. Library. What is it? Uh, LA New I LA. think, I, think I, ha- I feel like I have like the, I do I yeah. have it right here. Yep. Yeah. Man. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I think it's a updated version too, right? Didn't they give us the free uh, yeah. remaster or something? Alyssa, you need to get on this. You need to, you need to slap him into getting playing some of these titles. Well, every time oh. she comes, she comes and visits every couple months and stays for a full month, and we're always busy. 
doing other things. Talk, talking. <laughs> We're busy talking. <laughs> Going for walks. <laughs> looking at local scenery outside. I know, I know what you're talking about. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Alley Noir is always... It, I remember when it first came out, watching videos of the, the facial animations, and you're like, oh, this yeah. is getting too creepy. This is getting real. I bet you if I looked at it right now, it wouldn't be as cool, but... I remember it first coming out and just like, whoa, this is weird. This is getting really weird, guys. Oh, it's and I had cool. so much fun driving in that game. I was, yeah. I'm a terrible driver in video games. I was running red lights, causing wrecks. I'm like, I'm having the best time of my life just driving this car around. But yeah. like, Do they penalize you for it, though? Or is it or No. <laughs> you like, you don't you get, get pulled away with over it. or nothing? Oh, you're right. The, no. only thing that, the only thing that can happen is um, you can get in trouble for killing innocents. Because yeah. uh, they'll, they'll say something like, your police, like, your, your uh, partners will start giving you shit. And then I do believe, man, you know, I've never continued to kill them. So somebody who's listening could certainly pop off and say what happens. But they certainly do say it. Because you'll hit somebody and uh, one of your cop for the, the your partner because you're consistently with a partner they'll say like you know you're a police officer what the hell are you doing you know but I don't know if they do I don't I don't think there's a fail state for that if mm. I remember right okay bully's another one that oh, I like I from them bully. I haven't played bully it's great I'm sorry it is it's not like <laughs> I'm just joking it's not um it's actually one of my favorite games from Rockstar but it's not. I'm trying to think of the word. Don't go in expecting like Grand Theft Auto levels yeah. of violence or anything. It is, but it is centered around a middle school age kid. Yeah, and private, I mean, yeah you're just going private. around, you know, giving people wedgies, using first a kiss. slingshot, first kiss, which can be with a boy or a girl, or you can do both. You get an achievement for doing both. Um, you go to class, or you can skip. You can ride your bike around town. You can. Uh, it also changed graffiti. Remember on, that Halloween? Oh yeah, Christmas. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I have a question yeah, you, for you, Alyssa. Do we kiss some okay. boys or girls? I did both. I wanted both achievements. Oh. So I'm like, I'm doing both. Yeah, Alyssa getting down. <laughs> so you guys, it's funny. Um, I turn them off. I turn off all notifications. Uh, everything for achievements. I hate them. I don't like achievements ships. either. I hate them. Um, but it sounds like Alyssa, you, you do you do you just like to do the activity or are you what you would call like an achievement hunter? I don't really normally look at the list of achievements, but for that game, for some reason I did. So oh, I was trying to do everything, but most of the time I just play a game and when an achievement pops up, I'm like, cool. Yeah. But okay. for that one, for some reason I was like, I got to get all the achievements. I didn't, I, I think I missed a couple, but I, I was invested in that game. I, I do like uh, Xbox's new rare achievement sound, which is like in gold oh, yeah. sound. <laughs> Oh, yes. dude, it's it's so saccharine. If that if that sound could give you diabetes, it would. <laughs> they 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 nailed it, man. That sound, and I get the rares because I review the games. So I'll, you know the rares are more everyone's often. Everyone's a rare. <laughs> yeah, everyone's a rare. So it'll be like, bling ding do ding. And admittedly, the rare they did a good job. That crystalline, really saccharine yeah. sound, um, nails it for rare. And you get the diamond, and you're just like. Di you know, and I know I'm like diamonds, bitches. I'm the only one playing it, bitches. You know, I'll be like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's still cool sounding. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't chase them either. I, um, in fact, I find them a little bit like waypoints where I don't want to look at them because I'm a little nervous. I might, you know, it's like kill a hundred enemies. I'm all, well, what if I, what if that would change the way I played it? Cause I play when I review, I'm really organic. When I review, I play what 
ex, you know, interests me. And if something doesn't, I'll usually know why it's not interesting me. And so an achievement, I think, might change that. It might yeah, make me go, does. oh, I, I need to kill 100 guys when that might not be the way I want to play whatever game. Yeah, that's, that's what I was getting sick of. Like, I, w- I did the achievement thing for a couple of years and just like, okay, kill 40 people with the handgun, 60 people with the shotgun. You're like, I, but I don't want to shoot people with this handgun. I want to fucking <laughs> love them with the shotgun. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to have to waste my time doing that. And that's, that's kind of what I got sick of. But yeah, I've only been able to review a couple of games uh, before they were released. Tomb Raider, uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and uh, Strange Brigade. And it's just like you, everyone is popping as those rare achievements. And yeah. Like, yes. It feels <laughs> yeah. so good. If they, if they always sounded that good, I'd just keep, I'd keep it on. But really, I, I, don't, I don't like to be distracted by it. It's the power of music and acoustic, uh, acoustics, man. Yeah. That they, whoever they got to design that, I'd like to talk to them because it's obvious. That's not on, you know, on accident. I'm sure they had multiple people say this is the sound we want, and they picked the best one, and they certainly did for that sound. Yeah, you just hear a. Uh, it's all they're all in cubicles over at Microsoft, and you hear a woohoo. You're like, yeah. what's up, Bob? He's like. I fucking nailed it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> speak, it, it's strangely enough, like when it comes to sounds, I'm always interested in how they make them. And you would mention Jurassic Park and the music. Oh, but yeah. one of the things when it comes to the Tyrannosaurus sound, I don't know if you know, but they mixed like a fucking horse going like oh, yeah. they mixed like uh, a lion. They mixed all these things. I always love that. And I would love to sit down and be like, what caused you to come up with this crystalline? And, and even the look of it, um, I think you can change the look of the rare, but mine's like a blue and a white, and it, everything merges perfectly when that thing pops up. Like the look of it and that sound is just—it's onomatopoeia. It's exactly what what you hear is what you're getting. There's something so cool about that. You know what's weird is Microsoft is doing everything right, and they're still not in the win. Like, like PlayStation's kind of just kicking back, going, "Okay, we, we we got enough of a head start. We're like we're winning. We're kicking ass." Uh, if there was a console war, you could say they were winning it. But Microsoft's doing everything right. They're adding Game Pass and doing all the good shit. And they're like, they're not, I, I hope they're catching up with, with the PC stuff. Maybe we don't hear as much about PC gaming from Microsoft. You know how you know their success is when you find out that like State of Decay sold 50% even though it was on Game Pass. And I think they have like 5, 5 million people playing. Oh. It's ridiculous. Um, their service idea is pretty intelligent. If you can't beat Sony in one place, you beat it in um, value. Like, and that's the thing. I mean, value changes. Value on PlayStation, I would, I think we could all agree, right? Would be exclusives. I mean, yeah, that's their value. The value of Microsoft is their services, and uh, whether it be their download speeds being eighteen times better than PS4. <laughs> I mean, downloading something on PS4 for me sometimes is just. I do feel like I'm in Australia with like shit internet. You know, the speeds are slower. Xbox has their networks based better. It's got they've got things advanced. The game passes, you know, now on PC and and um and Xbox. And that's how they're offering it. And I don't think there there is a console war for sure, but I think it's changed. I think their their console is value. It's not necessarily the hardware because they've always sort of been Xbox is a low end PC. And now with like able to use mouse and keyboard on an Xbox, it's like if somebody's only got two hundred bucks, get an Xbox. True. If I mean, somebody's got four or six, get an X, like you and I have. Yeah. And then if somebody's got more, they look at the PC. And I think that's highly intelligent when it comes to what future gaming is gonna offer. You know, some people actually really don't care about 
the the super high def qualities. I mean, I'll just put a list on the spot. She has the very first Xbox, and she's completely fine yeah. with it. She didn't even know what what resolution her TV is because I've asked her before. She's like, I don't know. I have no and, idea. She doesn't care. She she really. I mean, she comes to my house and goes, Oh my god, this looks so much better on this OLED 65 inch 4K with HDR. But she, if she doesn't have that, she doesn't care. That's, that's Look at thing. HDR, dude. I had a friend come over, and I'm like, this is HDR. And he's like, it's bright. It's amazing. It's like, it looks good. And he goes home, and he lives about three blocks from me. And the only way he knew it was HDR is he turned on his TV and was like, oh, shit. My TV looks like dump. Yeah. Like, what is yeah. what? And if you don't have a quick comparison... And I think that's fine. Matter of fact, the budget is what moves people. Everybody likes to pretend that they instantly knew about tech. They instantly had the best stuff. They're instantly the best at Dark Souls. Well, guess what? You're not. You started out. You still had to learn shit. You still had to learn about tech. You still had to save up money to get this stuff. Some people can't save up as much. And um, we try to pretend they don't exist, but I think most of us start at Budget Gamer. I Honestly, most of us start at zero. Yeah, I mean, everyone, everyone buys the, you know, I'm, when I bought the 360, I bought the arcade version with no hard drive. I remember. Yeah, that. the four yeah. gig memory chip on the board. Yeah. 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 Oh, because man. It that's was like... cheaper. And I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't have $100 to add 60 gigs. And think about that. That's crazy. But <laughs> Xbox 360 didn't even have an HDMI slot when it first came out. It was still using component cables. I think and I luckily the... had the one with the HDMI. Yeah, the four, the four, that was one of the improvements they made because hdmi is actually strangely enough cheaper to put in now but yeah dude it's it, it's really cool there's a lot of budgets out there and i think that uh, the more you celebrate that low end some people probably want to do streaming that's fine too if you know if they don't have a bunch of money and they want to play one or two games then let them get them the way they want there's there's a, a the elite shit the elitism that comes up bothers me a little oh, bit yeah. even Just though i have PC a great gaming. pc yeah. yeah, and like, I have an amazing PC, but I hate that attitude. Yeah, like, uh, you're playing it the wrong way. Uh, like, you and your peasant fucking console. Shout out to Jesus Gonzalez from The Horrible Gamers. Because I, for years, years when I was on The Horrible Gamers, I told them about PC gaming, and they thought I was fucking crazy. And, like, I don't want to have to update my computer $600 every year. And I'm like, that's not how it works, man. If you have a PC gaming PC right now that's better than the Xbox One X, it's still going to be better than the Xbox One X in four years. Right, it's yep. not gonna, it's not gonna degrade in quality. They're just, they're just gonna constantly make new stuff. If you want to keep ultra 100, 200 frames a second, yeah, you gotta upgrade. But now he's on the other end. Now he's like, he just got, he got a PC a couple months ago, and now he sold his fucking Xbox. Like, I'm done with it. I got a PC. I don't need an Xbox anymore. I'm like, oh my god. It's Boy. so funny because we have people doing the opposite in our Discord. Where they're like, you know what? Um, I want to play this game, but maybe there's an issue with Windows, right? Or there's a new update. And they're they're playing on their X. We were actually playing State of Decay, and I think everybody there was console. They were like, "Screw it, I just don't even want to." Or, or or comfort, you know, because a PC, most people have a PC in a different area than their TV. Not everybody, um, but many do. I have mine connected, but it is remote. And I know a lot of people are just like, "Dude, I just want to sit down and play a game." And the X is close, or the original. Nothing wrong with liking that. I mean, those. I I, I think it's open for everybody, and that's what it should be. We like to close it out because it makes us feel special, but you're not special. The world makes everybody want to feel like they are special in some way, but you're really not. You know, you're as special as the guy next to you, which is not special. So just just play the game the way you want to play it. Exactly. And, yeah. And, and enjoy it the way you want to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, Alyssa enjoys games, and I never said, well, your game is not 4K. 
Yeah, well, dude, I mean, look at 4K TV. Like, they have upscalers now that aren't as good as native, obviously, but they they, uh, upscale to 4K, and that technology is even getting better. So, like, you'll have people who are playing a 1080p game, but it's upscaling to 4K. Those people may not even see the resolution difference from native 4K or see it as well as I do. I'll have friends come over that I'm guaranteeing you right now, dude. If I told them this game is... 4k but it was a 1080p with a good nice looking graphics engine they would have no clue it wasn't 4k they would have they they would completely believe it was because some people just don't see as much as the rest of us they don't and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that some people are fine playing fucking games on their mono tv speaker too which i have to say you're bad people everybody else you're fine (laughs) those people no i will i will see that though or they'll be playing with bluetooth uh on their controller the audio and the audio through Bluetooth is horrendous. And one of my friends is like, the audio in this game is good. And he's playing on his PS4 with the controller plugged in the headphones. I'm like, dude, give me one second. And I got him an extended cable. And I'm like, when you get a chance, plug this in to your fucking Xbox and then tell me if you can tell the difference. And I got like the tweet, you know, like 10 minutes later with just the emoji of somebody going like, <laughs> so, so it is cool to inform people. I just don't think we need to be so militant. No, no, but it's always when you get nice shit, you like to like, yeah, this is cool. Fucking HDR, awesome. HDR is awesome, but you, if you don't have HDR, I don't know if you're losing anything until you know what HDR is. Like you said earlier, Jeremy, it's like yeah. once you notice, you notice it. Like the where I notice it most in video games is dark scenes, like uh, the division trying to loot around a dark building, and you can't, you yep. literally can see nothing. But you have HDR, it boosts up those, those cut those, the, the contrast. The contrast, those, yeah, yeah. you can see. You can see the whole area, and you're like, oh, this makes sense. What, did I tell you about the story? So this is a funny – do we have time? Yeah, sure. We had this hilarious – so Cadiz, he's a guy who's been on my podcast a bunch of times. And he comes over, and I get my TV, and we're playing a non-HDR game, by the way. It was Batman Arkham uh, Night. And I walk into my kitchen, which is nearby, and the screen flashes, and I'm like, fuck, it blew up. I'm like, I'm fucked. That's definitely a popped screen. Like, because I've seen them. I used to sell TVs. So I'm like, that's a popped screen. I go around the corner and it was the lightning in Batman was so bright on the HDR TV because it was 1,500 nits versus like 200, which is a normal TV. And it was so bright. And Cadiz is like, dude, that was the lightning. So we sat in Batman Arkham Knight and we just watched lightning for like 12, 13 (laughs) minutes. We were just like, and it would go off, and you'd be like, what the fuck? I mean, there's because there are some games that crank it up, too. And you're like, Jesus, that's bright. You know, um, and he didn't have that. But, I, yeah, you wouldn't notice it, I don't think, if if you didn't see it, you know, for a long period of time. I'll tell you what, though. I'm not a super fan of HDR in, uh, on Netflix shows. That makes things super dark, and I can't see shit half the time. I have to put my contrast uh, enhancer on, like medium or high. I, I just can't see shit. It gets so dark. Yeah, I don't even know if it's real. You know what I mean? Because they'll map it. They'll they'll take a SDR picture and they'll map it to HDR. And I don't think it's real. I don't think some of the uh, Netflix shows even have real HDR. They say yeah. they do. I think some of them. Yeah, I think what you're saying. Yeah, some of them is kind of like that. Like some TVs have that HDR, like that faux HDR thing where you can just make everything look kind of HDR. Right. But, yeah. Some more. This is some more uh, elite talking right here. <laughs> HDR. This is like what. <laughs> what? She knows. It. I mean, there are there are some stuff in HDR. Where you see it like a lot of neon signs in HDR. You're like, holy shit, that looks amazing. It looks like it just pops out. It's like three D color. Just it's just it, it rocks, man. That's cool. Well, I mean, yeah, we hit the end of the podcast, guys. This is awesome, man. Thank you, thank you, uh, Jeremy and Alyssa. 
Yeah, no problem. Definitely. I appreciate you coming. I'll have to I'll have to come on more often. I didn't realize it was two years. <laughs> I didn't even realize I've been doing reviews for two years until somebody says it. Really? How long have you been doing them? Fuck. 2014, 15, 14, I think. That's it, man. Dude. Yeah. I don't track awesome, any man. of that shit like ever. I don't I don't even know what day it is half the time. Do you know how I know what day it is? A review will have an embargo. That's how I know. Because I'll, I'll have to look it up. And then occasionally, like, the friends I know can't do something. I'll be like, why can't you do something at 12 noon? And they're like, dude, I'm at work. I'll be like, oh, so it must be a work day <laughs> for everybody else. Yeah. But because of the way I do the schedule, yeah, I just I, I just, I don't even track days anymore. And I, I, I just was talking to a friend. And I was like, yeah, last year when we went to GDC. And he's like, dude, it's 2015. It's 2019 now. It's been like three or four years. What the fuck is your problem? I just... I don't even track them. There's so many cool games to jump into, and you just lose yourself. It's awesome. Yeah, well, you deserve that, dude, that freedom from yeah. time. Me, I know. I know. Unless I have a random day off in the middle of the week, it happens because sometimes jobs don't line up. It'll throw me off, but yeah, I'm Are you ever thinking of doing, like, taking the plunge and doing this, like, full? Because, dude, you get, you get, like, people I couldn't get on. I know. Well, they'd probably be like, who's a lumberjack? We don't want to talk to this fucking <laughs> But for you... It seems like you have something that, dude, nobody else does. And I've, I, it, it's one of the reasons why I constantly say that. Like, I'll see something, I'll be like, damn, man, he's got everybody on. Um, have you ever, you know, thought about, like, next level stuff? Or are you waiting I'm, until, like, work doesn't work out? And I, then feel like, uh, I feel like I'm infrequent, and I don't like planning shit. Like, I like to just come on here and ramble, and I feel like I, oh, I could, like, really work things out. And I'm so lazy with editing, I make it as simple as I can. And uh, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know what it is, but I, I, it, would be, it would be awesome, you know. I, I mean, you're, so you're talking about your schedule. Like you have a difficult time saying Monday through Friday. I'm gonna do. You like somebody else to do it, almost like I, a I'm, job. Yeah, I just I'm so bad at planning and shit. Usually, I'll ask people like, okay, I could do, I could do this. These are these are my areas. So I might have a guest on. Like this week, I may have done four podcasts, and then I, yeah, I you, I've you gone did. four weeks without doing one. <laughs> You know? Oh, I see. So what happens? You just just work and stress, and it's just like lose the. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what happens, man. Work definitely work, work, work. Stress. Uh, sometimes I just like to experience shit rather than talk about it. Sometimes I, you know, I just like to play games, and I don't want to have to worry about. That's why I do this game chat thing. We'll do it like once a month, maybe, maybe longer, because yeah. I'll talk about it every once in a while. You know, Rage Two was the first thing on my list, so whenever that came out, we did a podcast right before that. So, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it involves I would, a lot, man. I, I actually uh, I got it. Hats off to you, man, for doing what you've dude, done. Dude, I was laid time. off, bro. Fuck. Wasn't on purpose. I, I had a shit channel still, prior. I, it, it forced me into doing it. I don't know what I'd be doing. I, I, in fact, I'm mad. I wish I got laid off earlier because <laughs> I, I, I like I missed. I think I missed the bump, you know, where it was like I did well. I, I'm certainly not complaining. I love everybody. It's been it's blessed. Like, it's been amazing. But. I, I do. Sometimes you need the kick in the pants. And even me, I'm really self-motivated, but even me, I could not do it like you. I was working. I'd get stressed at work. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't feel like creating. Your brain is like, I feel like watching the same show. I told you I love watching the same show over and fucking to the point to where everybody near me is like, don't ever watch the show again. And I'm like, Babylon 5 starting over. And those would be like, really? <laughs> yeah. And, um, but somebody like yourself, I get it, man. I get it. I just think you should look at it because I wouldn't say it, and I wouldn't. I just end the podcast. 
with you. Like you'd close it out. I would not say this unless I believed it. Your stuff is unique in a in a genre and a segment that doesn't really have it. And I don't know how long that might be like that. And I just feel that like you have something and people love coming on your show. You've got multiple repeat offenders, as we'll call them, showing back up. <laughs> like to me, that's that's the juice right there is uh, there are people who want to come and talk to you, which is rare, dude. I mean, not to be rude, but some people are big, not because people want to come see them, but because they know it'll do well for them. And there, it's a, like a, a sort of a tit for tat thing. But with you, they really want to come and talk. And I, I, I think it's something special. I think you should look at it. Dude, That's yeah, just me. I appreciate that. That's man. just me. Uh, yeah. I mean, I will say, though, I've, I've met, made a lot of friendships through the podcast. They haven't just been guests who've come and gone. I've actually made a lot right. of friends, friends through this, yeah. you know. Sissy Jones yeah. and uh, Kay Best and all that, Alyssa's friends with them too. I mean, we chat with them all the time, Facebook, and I mean, they'll come on the podcast if I ask. Just those kind of relationships, and I just, uh, I, I love it. It's fucking awesome, man. It's really cool. Yeah, it's the best part of doing this, isn't it? I mean, I think it is. Yeah. Like, the, the people I know, like, one of my first interviews was the guys who made Ashen for Microsoft. Um, well, later it came out for everything, I think, but the, the game that just came out, the Dark Souls slight style game and uh, one of my first interviews ever was Derek and then one of my last interviews that I did with a developer was Derek it was weird for four years he had come on occasionally and I know him and I feel like I could genuinely say this dude's a friend in the in the industry which is is cool I mean it's it's something that you would never get anywhere else yeah that's rad man that's that that makes that just that's really cool man I I really appreciate that stuff we'll need to do it all behind the scenes I'll push you uh, and I gotta say man uh, just for you man Getting shit out. You're a hard worker. You put out games. Your Thank reviews you. are not fucking five minutes and full of sponsor bullshit, like you say. That are two minutes. You, you put out. Wish they were, minute, bro. Dude, <laughs> you put out 15 minute reviews, and I'm listening to you talk, and it's like no break, like like on this podcast, like no breaks of intelligent shit to say, man. Whether you look at it that way or not, I look at it like, fuck, man. You inspire me to talk, which, but I'm just not as good with words. <laughs> but, but, bro, you you could be. Yeah, I get it. If I had all the time, like more time to do it, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah, more time or you just, you know, adjust what time you have. Like, that's a big thing. I think a lot of us do where we say we don't have time. Then we look and go like, I'll have somebody be like, you played like a bunch of games. How'd you play the many games? I'm like, dude, do you understand how fucking time works? You have 24 hours in a day. So do I. The game took eight hours. What the fuck? What do you think I was doing with the rest of the time? We all have. I think we all have some more time that we can eke out, you know, you know where the, some some pauses come in and you're like oh i don't really have time i think that you may say you don't have time but i bet you if you had that four weeks where you said you didn't do any podcasts that if you had just set one up you would have found time that, yeah, right it's it, it's just the, the, the magic of doing yeah. man and we need to get you on it because i would watch the shit out of it uh, it's it, it need uh, stuff like what you're doing is it's not normal dude go out and look there's nobody else doing what you're doing and it would be really cool to see th- those people who do, you know, voice acting have voices, as we said at the starting. <laughs> Dude, I appreciate that, man. You make me feel good right now. Uh, it's my job. Aww. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna go do uh, uh, personal coaching. 
That's what we're going to do. <laughs> you'd be like the, those guys. like that just, uh, Tony Robbins, I'll take my shoes yeah. off. I'll have an auditorium filled up. And I'll just be like, you need to do it, man. I'll be yelling at him and shit. You're going to no, heal I'm me just... in church and shit? You're going to tap on my forehead. And I'm the like, healing I can, power. Like, I can walk. I need that. I yeah, no shit. It's like, oh, it's like, have this limp. No, you don't. I don't. It's weird. Now it's gone. No. It's, yeah, you're like, I'm not limping. Alyssa's like, you've never had a limp. Like, <laughs> this guy made me believe I had a limp. Yeah, that's what exactly what I need to do is be like, you have these issues, I'll fix them, but they won't even be real issues. Oh, say is afterwards, you'd be like, he fixed everything. Wait a minute, I didn't have any of those problems. Uh, this this has been a blast, dude. I got yeah, I got sure. you. Uh, let's get to the wrap up. Yo, Freeman. Yo, what's up, Iams? Dude, what's left to do? Come on, man. Wrap it up, son. Okay, I start first. Yeah. Um. I'm on uh, YouTube, Angry Centaur Gaming still. Unfortunately, not under ACG, which is what I go by now. And pimping what I'm doing. Uh, Austin Wintery, who's a composer, is going to come on in the next couple days. We're trying to get something set up for him in a game he's working on. That'll be awesome. Uh, some reviews. And uh, just one of the greatest discords. I was telling Sean about this prior. If you get a chance to check out the patron. YouTube has demonetized everything I do. So I don't make anything from YouTube now, um, but I do make stuff from Patreon. So if you get a chance, check it out. Uh, it's also at Angry Centaur uh, Gaming on Patreon, and uh, you can get access to the Discord, which is we have private servers for games, which has been a blast. It was such a cool perk for us to do, which was we started getting private servers, so we didn't have to worry about else, everybody else's bullshit on some of these games. Come to, come in there, talk about games with us. That's pretty much uh, all I got. Oh, and we do the international podcast. I always forget. I don't know why I forget to plug the one thing I do all the time. But on Fridays at 1030, because I really do like talking to people from other nations, uh, we have people from Norway, uh, Reg is from Austria, and Johnny's in London, and then myself from America. And we get together, we talk about like game prices being different, what they deal with in censorship versus what I deal with, all that kind of stuff in gaming. That's two hours on Twitch, which is ACG on Twitch. And that's it for me. I listen pretty regularly. Yeah, it's a blast to do, man. This last one went fuck off the well you posted in twitter about us going off the rails on this last podcast oh yeah the, you said uh ice tea and ice cube should do a tour called keeping it cool and i was fucking keep jogging it. keep yeah. it cold and i was jogging and i was like oh my god i was like don't forget this when i get back to my house i'm gonna i'm gonna uh i'm gonna post it on twitter and i didn't forget because it, it it stuck with me it was funny yeah, it was. Uh, those are a blast. So if anybody gets a chance, check that out. They're very cool. I think uh, that's it. I think Alyssa actually knows a couple of people that you know. I know she knows um, uh, Happy Console Gamer. Is that his name? Oh, John, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, Johnny. He's awesome. I adore yeah. Johnny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll Dreamcast try to pimp guy, maybe? channels. Yep, Dreamcast guy. Yeah, I like him too. Okay, you can find me on YouTube at YouTube.com/slash Uncharted Girl eighty eight, and I also have a blog, Alley Cat Geekery. That's A L Y C A T. G-E-E-K-E-R-Y dot com. You can follow me on Twitter at Lissarie, L-Y-S-S-A-R-I-E, or on Instagram at It's Alyssa White. And please reach out and kick my butt and make me film more videos and write more stuff because I need that kick in the butt. And I miss it. So please, feel free. Yeah, you have a couple Egg videos coming out soon, right? You just edited some videos today? I haven't edited. I just shot them. Oh, shot Editing them. where I'm like, uh yeah, that's where it comes in. So you guys, if you guys don't know, Alyssa does a lot of... <clears throat> Alyssa has Asperger's, so she does a lot of videos where she might just talk about Asperger's. Like, she might... Mm -hmm. 
she might talk about depression and it's more realistic of and she also will do uh, gaming reviews and movies reviews and unboxing stuff and inside Alyssa White videos and what else you do you, Alyssa you do a lot of stuff which is really cool I do but it's been kind of discouraging I haven't been getting a lot of views and that's what's really discouraged me I just need to like get past that and just do it because I love it and get past the views and I've kind of been stuck I really haven't gained any subscribers in two years so, I've been discouraged. Oh, so, and we've been together so. for a while, so it's probably because they found out you had a boyfriend. <sighs> no, that was before we got together when it stalled, so it's not you. Hey, just keep doing you, Alyssa. I know it makes you happy, right? Yeah, it's just it's getting the motivation to do it, though. It's just getting out of my slump. That's what I need kicks in the butt. So well, Come on over to California. I'll give you a kick in the rear end. He really will. I won't kick you. I won't kick you. Hey, don't tell people that on the podcast. Oh, God. Here we go. Oh. I was talking about other things, but okay. Yeah, that's, that's what I figured, too. Um, yeah, make sure to contact me, Alyssa. We can always have you on the international, too. Oh, I love that. Try to pimp the channel there. I always try to get people to come on, and and, uh, and they, you know, you won't get a million subscribers, but oh, it, it usually that. turns out to get some people watching videos and stuff. They certainly like that. You guys can find me on Twitter at awkward underscore podcast. You cannot find me on Discord, but I have a feeling that might change pretty soon. Uh, you can find um, – what am I looking at here? Uh, I have a personal account. They call me Imes. You guys want to play video games? They call me Imes. That's my gamer tag. So just add me. But let me know. Hit me up because I've been getting a lot of weird things on Xbox lately. Like people, people I guess, trying to uh, uh, lure little boys and stuff into <laughs> Oh, yeah, the stuff. bots. Yeah, they'll always ask, well, how old are you? And I go, old enough, bitch. And then they won't send anything. And they'll delete their messages as how old are you? So it's it's weird, right? I'll, I'll, I try to lure them, but they're, they're it, those whatever bots or whatever, try to get, they want something from yeah. me. Um, that, that's pretty hilarious. You guys can find, uh, or you can send me a voicemail if you'd like, 510-600-3475. You can send me an email if you'd like, horribleyawkwardpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we hit the end. We did it. Thanks a lot, uh, Jeremy, Alyssa. Yeah, you bet. That was a blast. I appreciate you inviting me on. Thank you for having me on. I'm so glad I got to meet you, Jeremy. Yeah, it was nice to meet you too. I'm uh, DMing you right now on Twitter. Oh, I'm dropping. Cool. Oh, what 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 do they say? I'm dropping into your DMs, baby. Sliding into the DMs. Yeah, I'm sli just sliding into. That oh sounds so God. dirty. <laughs> Jeremy's sliding <laughs> into my girlfriend's DMs. DMs. Here we go. Here oh, we go. We won't tell your wife. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on here, guys? As Gidget would say. Peace out, bro. bro. Hey, it's the S to the M. And the L to the Islam. Slammer in the house, so drop your listen. Poor whiskey, backward cock flies. Merrily sock, bird telecast. Destiny doctor down cow. Callously squandered lamb. Heavenly slaughtered broadcast. It's the horribly awkward podcast. Yeah, so you're talking to me. You're like, hey, dude, man, I got a podcast member dropped today. You know, my girlfriend can't come. And it's just like, do you want to come? Yes. And I'm there. Well, my girlfriend can come. I don't know about your girlfriend, but my girlfriend can come. <laughs> got well, really, you know what he got really, oh, he's like, whoa, shit got awkward. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit's going to get awkward with me. You know that. Oh, yeah. That's a horribly awkward show.
your face is coming straight to your ears a podcast network that's changing gears bringing fresh funky pods with a fresh funky beat a family of pods that are bringing the heat there ain't no stopping us keep coming back to us sick ass pods that'll make you hush www hush your face www hush your face www hush your face.com